Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 11th of August 2013. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. What's up? And Zachary Burgess. Ah, oh, the internet. Ah, uh, the good old internet. No, that was all like, ah, oh, as in like, oh shit, goddamn quality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, we've got a new codec going on. Supposedly. You'd have to update TeamSpeak. Yeah. Indeed. What, did, what was it called? Opus or something? Opus, yes. Opus Voice. Yes, so we're coming to you with the power of Opus. Stereophonic sound. I don't know why. I, was, I remember when I was, like, when I first moved into a house of my own, that I was, I was looking at a set of furniture for my bedroom and it just happened to be called Opus. Fun fact. <laughs> totally not fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the most generic name for... for almost anything you could apply like product range what does it mean i don't know it's like as in magnum opus do you think yeah or as in like that's like your greatest work isn't it or opus is like a big is like an epic i guess isn't it i suppose is that right yes some kind of big thing (laughs) (laughs) big thing yeah big big piece of work you want to see my opus yep i'm sure you could say that you could say that (laughs) (laughs) that's vague enough to work as well (laughs) you wouldn't want to be actually calling anything opus though it's not very it's a bit overused seeing as it's used for furniture and uh, codecs does this mean this is a really big codec or is it really big compression somehow I think it just is like an amazing piece of work like an opus maybe oh my god Hmm. So we should be sounding better anyway than we have done in the past doing this remote Indeed. thing. I'm trying to work out when we last did a remote yeah. cast. Yeah, when was the last remote cast? I don't know. We used to, it used to be all remote casts back in the day, mm. uh, back when I was living in Southampton. Yeah, but we've been better at the uh, in-person casting for quite a while now. Yeah, it's my fault this week. And yeah, only no probably. Only, only, got, <laughs> only got back at uh, like seven-ish today. Like, partly because driving in London is a bitch at the best of times. But for some reason, now freeze routing has got shitter. Like in the last, in the last, last up few updates at some point, like the route it normally takes. I couldn't remember the route, hence why I fired it up to to get to where I was going. And uh, yeah, it just took me a different way that was terrible and full of traffic and involved little residential streets. And it's like, I don't know where the fuck I am. And it was, uh, it was a really frustrating drive. I got stuck on a bloody little estate at one point. There was like a little tiny ring. Okay. It was like a one-way ring street, and I couldn't work out how to get the fuck off of this ring. <laughs> so I had to drive around it a few times before I go, oh, wait, there's a route there. You managed to get stuck on like a, a, a ring going around around in circles. Yeah, like oh, a little ha- little housing estate that was oh, just... Dear. That doesn't sound like trying to get you out of the city, does it, really? No. Well, the route it then tried to take me to, to get me out of that estate was then a road I couldn't go down. Oh, great. And it's like, oh, that was that was fun. Fucking okay. sat-navs. So, sat-nav fail. It's the first time I've ever really had a big problem with sat-nav. Right. Like, every other time it's been great, but this time it was just... And then, we, and then like, on the drive back, Noam was getting out um, Apple Maps and Google Maps to see what they thought, and they all thought completely different things. Yeah, yeah. All, all... all three of them were providing weird and wonderful results. 
completely disagreeing with each other. Yeah. I'd go for Google Maps as my personal uh, preference, but yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Like now, now that they've put like the Google Maps app on iPhone, actually supports turn by turn stuff. Yeah, I guess you could try that. Don't think it has a voice though. Um, not, at, least, at least not on my phone. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it can't tap into the Siri voice like the uh, Apple. Uh, yeah, the Apple Maps one is kind of cool because it will you know read road names to you in Siri, and it sounds pretty pretty natural. Well, that's cool, but I wouldn't trust their mapping data <laughs> no. now. Like they're gonna, it's gonna be years before they've caught up if they ever even have the impetus to really do so. Because presumably, the people who really care about how good the map data is will go somewhere else. I wonder yeah. if you can get uh, OpenStreetMap data. On well, that's, the map. A, that's apparently what Navfree is powered by. Oh, okay. Because that's the one I've been using. That data's pretty good, but I guess it depends what algorithm you use. To yeah, work I think. The route. It sounds like they, or it feels like they've changed their routing algorithm, and it's just become a bit shit. At least in London, anyway. Right. Okay. It could be fine everywhere else, but yeah, it had a real problem this time. It's funny around here in Cambridge because I've heard that someone told me that the the OpenStreetMap people started around here, so that like everything is super detailed for like hmm. um, bike routes and stuff. Like, so it's like ultra good mapping. Just around here, I think. Well, it's probably good everywhere. It's quite good that project exists as well. I think, oh, I'm pretty sure there's a fly like just buzzing around my feet. Oh, that's that, that's awkward. Get off. A foot fly. Get, get the fuck off my leg. What the, what the fuck is that? It's like a green fly. Like a big old or blue bottle thing, but it's green. Get the fuck off my leg. <laughs> it's the kind that would always uh, sit on Zach's green feathers. Oh yeah, the green gate. Green, green fly. Gate fly. Gate fly. The camo fly. Is it still there? <laughs> no, that oh. gate's not there any longer. Oh yeah, yeah of course. It's long gone. What do you use to block off entrance to your property? Nothing. No, there's only the gate at the back. Poor. The front back, I guess. <laughs> the front of the back. Yeah. yeah. Trains. There's the one at the back and then there's the one at the back of the front. Like where there used to be two gates at the front. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got it. <laughs> uh, blimey, that's the shittest description. <laughs> it's a riveting gate talk. <laughs> the back of the front and the front of the back. <laughs> oh dear. Can you still? This is really dumb. Can you still get down that path then at the back? Uh, but out to Freehold Road. Yeah, but only from the front. Not really. No, from the back. <laughs> I mean, from the back, not from the front. <laughs> God damn it. There's all kinds of shit down there that is awkward to get through. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because there's one of, the, one of the houses back there, they have like, between their, like, the bit at the back of their house and their actual garden, the path goes through the middle of that. So they have gates that open across the path to make like a channel for their dog to go between the actual house and the garden without going out the path. Okay. So if they've closed those, you can't get through. <laughs> Wait, so it's, so it's not like a like a like a a gate you could like a cattle gate or something where you could just open it and it's it could lock into either position, so you could close it to for you to get through and then just open it again as you pass. Well, you could, but they tend to like tie it off or something because they're too lazy to actually have a proper lock, obviously. Oh. See, if they'd have been really clever and had just like two places it could attach, then that would have been really cool. Yep, that would have been. Not that I ever have to go down that path, so I don't care. 
Faint you barely have to go down either of the paths. Yep. I guess you <laughs> <laughs> barely have to leave. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even have to leave today, thanks to Rob's uh, London trip. <laughs> Stay where you are and do the podcast from where you are. <laughs> boop, boop. So, yeah, I hope, the, I hope this works. I'm sure Lo- it'll be fine. Blog, blog, blog. Who's got some news? News. News. Uh, I, I literally just this second watched a trailer that v- purports to be an announcement trailer for Roller Case Taken 4. Whoa. No way. Say what? It, it looks like quite a realistic looking, you know, the Roller Case doesn't look quite so obviously made of, you know, parts on a grid. But all it was was like a first person, this Roller Coaster is going to trundle around for a while with some text on it, and that's it. <laughs> so that's probably not going to come out until next year, late next year. Well, who's even making this? Apparently, Chris Sawyer's on board. Seriously? Yeah. Awesome. Wait, so well, that, well, that's what this trailer says. Wait, does, because he wasn't involved in three, right? Yeah, the bad one. <laughs> yeah. So he wants, to, he wants to resurrect his franchise. It's like, you can't leave it there. No. It's put, put my name to disrepute. I read he wrote the entire of uh, Rollercoaster Tycoon in Assembly. Really? Yes. Oh, it's not the best like <laughs> engine whatever it's running on yeah it's but there's no why not just use c i mean i don't know a whole anyway. th- wow that's kind of impressive actually <laughs> that's ridiculous that's what it is yeah i guess if he was comfortable that way from back in the day still seems insane well, to me anyway yeah. it doesn't really matter to the person playing the game but uh as a like a programmer guy i'm like what the hell? <laughs> I wonder if that means it like is actually like easier to make work on modern machines because it's not really relying on C or Windows or C runtimes on Windows. You know, well, I can tell shit. you from my experience well, of trying to run Rollercase Tycoon one and two, it's probably not because <laughs> oh. they both crash a lot. Oh, but I guess yeah. Assembler would be tying straight into the the Pentiums of the day, maybe, or the instruction set. But I suppose that hasn't changed either. Yeah, it's the x86 instruction set, isn't it? I guess, I don't know. Maybe there's some Windows kernel stuff to do with the, like, the wrapping around the executable and all that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, but C compiles to machine code, so why would, th- 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 that wouldn't make any difference. Would no, it? I guess you're just skipping a step, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> Technical. Anyway, Chris Sire single-handedly made an awesome game with ridiculous low-level programming, which is pretty amazing, and mm. you, could, you just couldn't really do that anymore but roller coaster tycoon 4 okay if he's on board it sounds like they said okay we're gonna make this and then they kind of made this thingy and then they called him up or something and said are you on board and he's like sure whatever well they just need them it's gonna be a everyone's just bird vice in city is the problem (laughs) it's like look at this awesome modern city game oh shit I did hear that they're um, doing a, like a whole graphical update and remake of Transport Tycoon and putting it on iPad. Like, yeah. It's, it's coming out soon, I heard. I did so, hear that. That's, that's really weird. That. They kind of tried that once before, though, didn't they? But except it was a different game. It was right. meant to be like a what, mini industry bit. giant. No. That wasn't even the same people. I know, but it's sort it wasn't of the even same. close to being the same people. It's sort of the same game, though. Well, not really. But they tried, they hit like that guy. He kind of tried to make another Transport Tycoon-esque game, except it was, like, too simplified, so it was bad. And no one liked it. 
and then everyone went back to playing open transport taking <laughs> that memory. That's always a temptation, isn't it? Especially if you're putting it on the iPad, you end up making it too simple just because you think that'll broaden its appeal. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they, they do because that, that for me was where Civrev falls short on those because it's too simplified yeah. to keep it interesting after, say, one game because it's like, well, what strategy is there? Not Well, not a lot, really. No. Um, you have to you have to have some deep hook. You have to leave some of the essence there. Mm. It's like how you know modern XCOM, I guess, is a, in, in a way a simplification and streamlining of old XCOM, and it's still works. They've got, they've kept the good, you know enough and the right bits to make it work. Yeah, it tricky. is a delicate. It, it is a tricky balance. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's okay, tricky. News? Any other trailers been seen by anyone? That look there was something crazy? else, but I can't remember what it was. So I'm trying to look for it at the moment. <laughs> it was quite an important one, and I was like, "Oh man, I'll have to remember that for our news segment." And then I forgot it, of course. So, yeah. so Microsoft sent me an email today saying that they were the um, the points to real money transfer is imminent. All oh, right, okay, that's that's going to happen, and all that will be rolled out in the next Xbox update. But what oh, is yeah, that? They, Do you have they, to choose like which you want to keep in case you want to spend it on 360 stuff? No, no, no. The whole system is moving moving over, so 360 will go to real money. Oh, okay. It's not just for the Xbox One. The whole the whole thing is moving. Oh, I see. That's cool. Which is okay. yeah. It's, I'm not sure they could have done it any other way. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. There was the, there was that the Microsoft news as well, where they they're like now self publishing on the Xbox as well. <laughs> Please I think, stop I, I think we mentioned that two weeks ago. We I even did, did one two weeks ago. Well, we did, but it's only just like in that range. Yeah, it was it, it, was, it was it was it was fresh news when we did that. <laughs> they did another mini pointless mini new turn. I don't know why, but now you, now that you get a headset in the box. <laughs> oh well, I don't think... know if that was a U turn. I just don't think we'd ever heard what was in. The no, box they were saying you had to buy it separately. Yeah, Seriously. they did say that. Yeah, they and now they've said no because they did an unboxing video with Major Nelson for which was dumb. But they did um, also say, which was kind of cool, that um, that the, they all make an adapter so you can plug the Xbox 360 headset into the Xbox One, which you'll have to buy. It'll probably be you'll still have to buy it, yeah, and it'll still be quite expensive, I reckon. But at least that means you don't necessarily have to go buy a whole new headset to because yeah, you know, I've got I've got two hanging about for some reason. So it's yeah, I mean, you know, at least with the old. At least I made my old original Xbox headsets last for a while by using them with 360 because they just happened to plug in before they all broke. But <laughs> and they were terrible anyway. They were, they were pretty bad. That little bit of plastic uh, like, that held the earpiece. Um, well, I wasn't talking about the design. I was talking about the quality. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. The, 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 well, that was part of the reason why they dropped Xbox, the original Xbox Live, apparently, was so they could roll out a higher quality codec for speech. Um, which I'm not sure ever happened. <laughs> it still sounds pretty arse. Well, I hope it gets better now it's powered by Skype and all that crap. Well, yeah, that's the, the thing. Will it be powered by Skype or will they stick to this, what, whatever codec they're using now because it's crazy low bandwidth, you know, because it's low quality? <laughs> yeah, well, you can improve the codec and, like, um, keep the bandwidth crap, can't you? I mean, it won't sound amazing, but it'll be better. Yeah, I wonder if they'll make the assumption that broadband has improved enough to- where they can just push the codec a little. Or maybe it should be something you opt in, you know, you can opt in to being a a better quality. Yeah. But then, but then I suppose they need servers to act as the middlemen to manage who gets what audio. 
Yeah. Not, not really how Xbox Live works. Oh, well, we'll see. See what they come up with. Well, you never know. It might, it might change with the cloud. Because, you know, every, when you're using Skype, everything's going through a, a middleman server somewhere. It is these days. Oh, it didn't used I, to. I've just remembered what that news was. So <laughs> we've got more news coming okay. up. <laughs> we've had it enough for you. Come on, bring it. Yeah. Let's hear it. Sorry, I'm drinking my tea. What? <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> no, this just in. Like news. One moment. <laughs> well, I, I assumed you were going to pad slightly more there. <laughs> Incorrect assumption there. News <laughs> is that like Titanfall is definitely coming to PC because it's our origin. Oh no! Well, I suppose oh, that was, wait, well, I suppose that was bound to happen. You know, wait, no, because yeah, Titanfall is attached. To EA, isn't it? it well, oh. apparently, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. God no, damn yeah, it. no, no. I think we knew it was attached to EA, but yeah, it makes sense that it's. But also. The prices are fucking nuts. I mean, obviously, it's Origin, which is a complete rip-off. It's basically yep. the giant rip-off store. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, the PC version is like 35 quid, so that's fine, I guess. It's okay, yeah. yeah. That works out. The Xbox 360 version, 45 quid. Uh, that's also normal, I yeah, guess. Yeah, fairly. So. And then the Xbox One version, 55 quid. Okay, that's a rip. <laughs> Although, apparently... Um, Wait, is this the price that EA have announced? Well, it's on the it's on the Origin store, so I guess so. Really? The Origin store is listing Xbox One pricing. Yeah, and on Battlefield Four, it's fifty five quid as well. Oh so shit! That seems to be like what it might become the standard or EA standard. Shit! No, they, no, they shouldn't do that. That's a real bad move. Because like all the prices that have been announced for Xbox One, like you know, Amazon has had the prices listed at fifty five for a while. Yeah. Um, or 50, I think it might be, for Xbox One games. But in Amazon's case, it's just like guessing. Yeah, exactly. No one knows. Microsoft haven't announced what the RRP whereas in, game whereas should in, be. On, on they... Origin, it's like an actual store. I guess I should... Actually, I'm going to log into Origin now and see whether you can actually somehow pre-order an Xbox One game through Origin. Because I'm not sure what, what would even happen. Would they post it to you? <laughs> I suppose, that, well, the key, I guess, even with the PC game, will be to, if you're on Origins to do what the normal is, just, you know, wait for a bit and buy a disc... Well, yeah. Buy an never buy copy. anything actually on Origin. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> when you can help it, just buy a retail copy. That's what we but did at least, there is, at least we've proved that there is going to be a PC version and it is going to be the cheapest of the versions, I guess. Even cheaper than the 360 version. Yeah. And um, it's coming out they at approximately the same time as the actual game because there doesn't seem to be any distinction of release dates. So it must. Be, it seems like it's probably all going to come out at, at approximately the same time, maybe a month or whatever. I sincerely, PC today. I sincerely hope that EA. I know they're the money grabbing assholes of of gaming. The world. Yeah, it's well, yeah, <laughs> by that <laughs> survey, I guess the world. But I, I severely hope that they're going to be. They're going to see when Microsoft announced the RRP properly that they're wrong because everything is pointing towards. You know, it, it would be. It's a dumb move to go that high because. Sony have already come out and said, yeah, we expect games to be the normal $60 price point or whatever. And so it would be dumb for Microsoft to say, oh, yeah, well, our games are going to be $80 or whatever the increase is. And oh, well, I've just it's... added it to my shopping cart in Origin and it has a shipping method. So I guess it is just sending you a physical box copy for 55 quid. <laughs> Maybe they're just trying to capitalize on pre-orders, like where people are yeah, like, but... oh, my God, I want this. <sighs> That's risky as well, because I yeah. mean, like... If you are talking about Amazon, they have their, like, if the price goes down, then you will adjust your order. And yeah. you but I can't see that happening with Origin because EA has asked That's true. I actually got a real, a real confusing email from Amazon the other day regarding my uh, 
my Xbox pre-order that basically said, yeah, we don't know how this is going to be delivered yet. Sorry for mucking up. And it's like, wait, but no one knows how it's going to be delivered yet. It was like some automated message, I guess, that was like, well, we haven't told you what's happening with this for a while. (laughs) Okay. Right. So they just sent me a message saying, sorry about that. Oh, FIFA 14 is registered as 55 quid on Xbox One. But what's the PS4 version? 55 quid on PS4 as well. So it obviously is EA just making shit up. (laughs) I wonder what the US prices are. Can we see the US? Oh, hang on. No, I don't think I can switch Origin into foreign mode. Unlike, unless I, you know, I'd probably have to disconnect my internet and fuck around with proxies or some shit. Yeah, I don't think that's worth it. (laughs) Probably find that out without too much trouble with just a web browser. Something on my Origin account is updating. I should probably stop that so I don't fuck up my bandwidth. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm recording a voice thing. Right. So that's that's the Origin news, Titanfall, I guess. I saw some people playing FIFA the other day. I haven't seen FIFA for some number of years. <laughs> since 98. <laughs> yeah, I probably haven't seen it. Approximately. Since, since Road to the World Cup 98. Not even the uh, actual World Cup game. I about to say, like, yeah, I don't know many people that play sports games, but when I see a modern sports game running in action i can't help but be really impressed it looks freaking awesome well it's not freaking out of course like uh, i mean i was watching two guys playing it was it was actually entertaining to watch almost like watching football it was crazy yeah fifa i find looks more realistic but people and my mate well the people i know that do play them say that pro evolution is more of a a game if you see what i mean the way you play it the way you play it feels more skillful if you're playing Pez well, than if you're playing FIFA well. Right. I heard that this year is a Pez year. Yeah. Well, I, tr- uh, I tried it. I tried playing last year's Pez. He, he, he took me through the uh, the training routines. It's fucking hard. Yeah, It's got to be some, yeah. like, because the actual, what you need to do to actually, it's a bit like Street Fighter in terms of, like, you actually have to be good at making the inputs to yep. do the fancy moves. And it's, that, that I think, is a really smart idea. Because it's like, if you're doing something real fancy, it should be kind of fancy to do. Yeah. But, you know, the main basics of, like, FIFA 98-style football are still all there, and you still can do those real simply. But if you want to, like, play a, a, a sneaky through ball or do a little fake or something, then there's there's real fancy, like, little flicks you can do to, to do that. And it's, I think that's really cool. It's like, I have a, I'm, you know, I'm never going to play those games, but for the, those that do, that must be a really awesome thing to try and pick up and learn. And the online stuff is fascinating as well. Like the way they do a sort of uh, a ladder system, um, a bit like, um, you know how Halo has those uh, league things where you sort of play for a while and then you get um, allocated to a league and then that league lasts a few weeks or something and you can go up and down in the rankings within that league. Right. Um, and then there's potential to be for you to be added to some kind of ultimate championship i guess at the end of that league if like you do you do really well there's some weird thing so it's like an ongoing set of tournaments they have that in pairs as well so it's kind of interesting you have like ladder matches against people and you can uh, if you beat someone a long way up the list from you then you jump a lot further up the ladder than you would if you bought if you beat a, a low ranking player that kind of stuff it's oh, cool it's really it's really smart it's well implemented from what I saw as well. So it's, but as I said, it's like all this is like, I, I think I was blown away by it because it's something I've just not invested in for a very long time. You just haven't seen for so long. It's like incrementally improved, but if you skip like ten years, then it's like whoa. Yeah, 
It's like that new console thing that you know that people talk, used to talk about. You know, it used to be a big deal. A new console, you'd blow your mind. And it's like this is this is a complete separation for me. It's just seeing it, it's like wow, they've actually come a long way. Mm. Despite the yearly shit that we've been put through, it's like things have actually been progressing. <laughs> you just don't notice from game to game, do you? No, it's crazy. So yeah. Actual kudos to how far you've come, even if I don't necessarily agree with the annual process. But well, they're going to do it if it works. It sort of makes sense for sports games. Is the problem, doesn't it? Because like you know, following the seasons. Well, I guess I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's to anyone's real big detriment compared to like trying to force shooters into. Well, it's like that. the football, they could theoretically have just been like, if they'd just done only World Cup games instead of, then they, it's like every few years, and then it's okay. I then guess. everyone is less pissed off <laughs> by your yearly releases. I've they forgotten were... where the last World Cup was held. Where was it held? South France, Africa. So, oh, yeah. I don't even remember. How can you not remember? Vivi Sailor Land. Oh, yeah, I do remember now. <laughs> I do remember now. Okay, I got it. I got it. So when's the, where's the next one? Oh, Brazil, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because they're spending all their money on stadiums instead of like healthcare. Yeah. So is it just going to be like a instead of Vuvuzelas? Are we going to be treated to constant samba? Probably. I that would be awesome. In fairness, haven't they got the Olympics as well? Like two years later in Rio. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, damn, they do well. <laughs> well. <laughs> The, the construction <laughs> industry is doing well, I guess. Well, I mean, they just want they just want excuses to not care for their people. I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, more theoretical news related to Origin that is not really news, but is related to something that I haven't been playing, and therefore comes in the news section. The the, the next patch for SimCity is coming, and it's going to at least sort of half fix the goddamn traffic where it's like now when the traffic spawns <laughs> it has a destination from the start so it doesn't just like drive to every goddamn building <laughs> oh my god in like ten, five years time they're gonna fix this game wait 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 yeah. so if they they actually implemented what we suggested sort of it doesn't quite go all the way because it's still it's they, you, like individual sims still don't live in its place it's just that at the moment that it creates the car it assigns its destination rather than just having it look for destinations as it drives along okay yeah that makes sense so it, it's, it's basically route planned the moment that car is created and that's the route that car's going to take yeah but well, it's that, still that makes, not, still not all the way of being an actual individual that has to always goes to the same house and always goes to the same job yeah it's getting closer though yep gradually hmm. this is patch seven i think you know what i'm somewhat impressed by the fact that they're at least trying to fix the game it's going to be a long time because you know the, the flaws of the original are so inherent that it's just it's going to be a difficult thing to change yeah. uh, that but i'm you know i'm somewhat impressed that they've stuck with it for the what the four months that it's been Three, five months now almost isn't it but there's still the big question hanging of like when they do the, the actual real dlc rather than all these shitty ones they've been putting out how much of the stuff that everyone wants will they shove in there to piss everyone off what, like big cities like big maps yeah <laughs> offline mode yeah exactly 
I don't, I don't reckon they can double back on offline mode. It would just be too, just too, uh, like, like bad PR. Well, I don't know. Microsoft did pretty well with the U-turns. Yeah, but that was like an instant U-turn, almost. Compared to this, anyway. It's not been like four goddamn months. Like, yeah, since I guess. That's true. People would be less pissed off after four months. Yeah, I, that's what I would have thought. I was like, at, at this point, I think people would just enjoy the fact that it exists at all. They would remember the original controversy as much. Yeah, maybe. They fixed it now, it wouldn't be so bad. Well, yeah, maybe, but is, is its current state still bad? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so... so it's just a, well, the trouble is, like, the, if the, the online elements of SimCity have always worked really badly, and they still haven't managed to fix that. And it's like... Offline, if you just made offline mode, that would actually always be less work because then you wouldn't have to worry about the shitty online bit because everyone would play it offline. It, do you reckon they've got to the point where, as I say, people aren't shouting about it so much? So they think maybe, okay, we've got away with it now. We can just do what we sort of plan to do, what we kind of want to do, as opposed to what perhaps we should do. So then the next SimCity comes around, maybe, like several years from now potentially and they just go and no one no one buys it because it's like yeah you said all that before you bitches well it's like every one of these blog posts about like the patches and the blog posts they put up in between the patches where it's like let's talk about trade and how trade cities work and stuff all the comments are inevitably just like bigger maps where's the fucking mac version (laughs) 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 they said there was going to be a mac Mac version and that still isn't out so, you know. Do they ever talk about something on those blogs about something that just doesn't work? And then like the comment thread is just like, what are you talking about? This, this, this is broken. There was one thing, I don't remember what it was, but there was one thing where I, where I read it and it was like, that's not really how, the, how that system actually works if you play the game, Mr. Developer Man. You seem to be idealizing that a bit. Mm. Like it's been edited, maybe. And in the next patch, they're also making it so the freight that industry produces actually matters. Like, it doesn't just vanish into nothingness like it used to. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Oh, SimCity is such a joke. If it doesn't get some amount... It's, it's going to be like everyone's shit game award list somewhere, isn't it, at the end of this Probably. year? There's, I, don't think, I don't think there's anything anyone can do to topple that. Unless Eve has another monocle gate. <laughs> the only comparison. <laughs> I think we've laid down the gauntlet there. Ah, oh, do we have news about the... Was that this 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 two weeks? The uh, Eve battle, the recent one? Yeah, I, well, it's not really news. We haven't really talked about Eve it. battles are steadily getting larger until no, they make the server explode, which is... I think they're at the point where it pretty much can't get any larger again. Until is it the something. biggest one ever again? Yeah. Yeah, another record. How many? Like 4,000 or something. Fuck. At that point, it's not... It's like, at that point, it's not... It's barely even one fight. It's just like... It's just like lots of little mini fights just in the same vicinity. Because <laughs> I can't, can't imagine you can have much of an overarching strategy when you've got 2,000 people. Because it's like, normally in the E-Fleets, it's like you, you all target one guy and then he dies instantly and then you move on to the next guy. But when you've got like 2,000 people, half the people wouldn't even finish locking him before he died. Mm. I heard they kind of tricked them, right? Or well, it was standard E-Practice, e- <laughs> never fight fair. Yeah, but the Goon Swarm, I guess, won quite badly, I guess. Is that yeah, what happened? I guess. Was it, was it something awful versus Reddit? 
I I can't remember. I only read the read it where it, I only read the story where it had the corporation names, and I'm not entirely familiar. Apart from Green Swan, obviously. Well, the uh, Reddit one's called Test Alliance. Isn't it? Oh yeah, I remember. As I can't in, remember whether, as in whether that Alliance. was them or whether it was the other big fight that was them. Presumably, from Test Alliance, pr- please ignore. I guess. Yep, that's what it says that, in the game. <laughs> right. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Because that, that's the highest upvoted uh, uh, posted Reddit history is yes, close, close please ignore. ignore. <laughs> <laughs> the cloud <rate>. Everyone loves it. <laughs> there was a uh, hilarious uh, please don't upvote this style post in the past couple of weeks on Reddit. Um, oh yeah, one was please don't upvote this. How do I uninstall this mod for Skyrim called Schlongs of Skyrim? <laughs> 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 that was so funny and the, and the other one was a post to male fashion advice saying um i need like boxes to that like make my balls look bigger or something <laughs> classy <laughs> which is quite weird so they both got shot straight to the top obviously how about, how about socks <laughs> well he said short of stuffing them <laughs> <laughs> does it count as <laughs> stuffing them if you like sewed them onto the inside of the boxes so they weren't yeah. like loose. It's <laughs> part of the actual Ow, that's, that sounds painful. I yeah. not, not your fault. You. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying then? No, like sew a sock or something. Oh, I see. Like, <laughs> directly into the underwear. Isn't it a bit like a, of it? Wouldn't it be a bit like a padded bra or something that like you just get like a somewhat cushiony pair of boxes? Yeah, yeah I guess. With Ned suspension. Ned <laughs> suspension. <laughs> Uh, it was quite funny faced. <laughs> Who would ask that? Honestly, that's the thing. It's the internet man. <laughs> Everyone asks everything, and then it gets answered because that's what people do on the internet. <laughs> they answer each other's questions because they're all yep. looking to help. Terribly, <laughs> normally. We're such a friendly community. <laughs> I don't know. Stack Overflow was down for like five minutes the other day. I was like, "Well, I can't do any work." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, news: uh, John Carmack has joined Oculus Rift like yeah, full time. Really? Full, yeah, full wait, time. Wait, so does this mean he's left? He's id, hit by a car. Lol. Technically, he hasn't left id. Apparently, uh, so but it sounds yes. like. <laughs> Not yet. It says that his prior- he tweeted that his priority is Oculus, then id, then Armadillo Aerospace, which apparently he's like completely backburned. Um so yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Well I wonder if it like his work put id on the new was it the Doom Four engine? Yeah. It's probably done by this point. Yeah, yeah. It might might be. So uh, I guess that might be one reason. Also he seems like he's been doing it for so long that, you know, making these game engines practically single-handed that probably wants to get in on something slightly different. Yeah. And he was always super well, into the Oculus stuff. I was about to say, if anyone's going to make Oculus work the best that it possibly can, yeah, it's going to be, be him. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good news, I think, from my point of view, anyway. I'm more excited about Oculus than Doom 4, personally. <laughs> yeah. Especially if Doom 4 ends up being an, like a... An Oculus game, like designed for Oculus. 
I think it's probably too late for that. If, you, if they, if if it's got to the point that he's not working on Doom Four so much any longer, that means the ending's basically done. And probably be not to do any specific retooling for. Well, no, but I mean, like things like because you, presumably, if you're making games for Rift, then you have to. What do you call it? Is Oculus the company and yeah. Rift the product? Yeah, so you're yeah, making games right. for Rift, I guess. Um, so if you're making games for that, presumably there's a lot of design needed to get that right, not just... I presume so. I don't know what it takes to make it really tailored. Um, I guess it's similar to the stuff you have to do for 3D anyway, like all the shadow stuff that goes wrong on your display when you're doing dirt or whatever, because they haven't done it right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that would really screw you up. If you're wearing a VR headset, but um, yeah, I mean they've done it. We're doing it for TF2 anyway. Apparently that works okay. Well, that's an eight, quite an old game. Yeah, apparently like the pixel density of the Rift makes it look a bit like garbage. So it's like it's not really somewhere you can really effectively play. No, that is the trouble. It's the fact that the pixel density right in the middle of your field of view is is relatively low. Yeah. Yeah, not until those like HD variants come yeah. out. Well, you know, this they aren't production models yet anyway, so No. I mean they'll probably be HD seven twenty P by the time they're production models anyway, but that even that might not be good enough. So depending yeah, minimum. on your point of view. Yeah, be that be that at least. But it's super cool. Super cool. Until hey. you throw up. Hey, guess who's in Smash Brothers? Luigi. He's in Smash Brothers. Yeah, motherfucking Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises I don't even know why I saw I, I ended up seeing that announcement somewhere and I was like why are you posting this this is not at all news this is just another one of their real character announcements well, this, is what, like, this is what Ninty does with Smash Bros isn't it they eke they eke out the roster over the yeah but they well you say they've done, they do that in Smash Bros like the one other time they did that out of the three games well I guess yeah they tried to keep Melee completely under wraps until it came out but with the last one they we're just like, well, we're gonna slowly release information about it. But it doesn't Why? count if you're just if it's just one of the old characters again. That's not news. Well, it's it's well, you know, kind of it's, is because they're we know that they're cutting the roster, right? So well, yeah, each one's that still should, in. But then, like, you won't unless they make some kind of specific announcement. You won't know when they finished announcing the old characters. Yeah, I reckon they're going to try and... Ex- they're cutting the roster because I think they're going to experiment with DLC. Really? DLC characters? No yeah. way. No, I <laughs> think they might. I don't think Nintendo can handle that. It's like they can barely handle DLC in, to start with, let alone uh, yeah, having not... to manage like, potential online interaction between people with different DLCs. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying... Well, yeah, it depends how much they're going to be doubling down on online because it's not something they've really got right ever before. Well, what about even crossplay if they do like online between DSs and, and Wii's? I don't expect they will. Oh, I don't think they'll I do that. I don't think they're doing that. They said they wouldn't do that. I think. No. But the DS presumably will have online, because otherwise what the fuck are you playing Smash Bros. on the DS for? Yeah. It's yeah. Not for multiplayer somehow. I think yeah, they've got different right. arenas and everything, haven't they? Well, it's a different yeah. art style, at least. I don't, uh, supposedly some exclusive levels for each console, but I don't know if there'll be, like, how many right. there'll be that are just... Presumably, there'll some, be some limitations on 3DS as to what it can actually handle. Like, you know, when, when you get some of the cleverer designs for stages, perhaps the Wii U's the place for those. Maybe. Either way, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Because, you know, uh, the problem is, is that Ninty doesn't have much of a track record with doing any of the things that are considered normal in the genre. 
other than just releasing the game. It's, but they don't want to be normal in the genre. That was the whole thing where they had that fight about like tripping and everything. Where it's like, we don't want this to be a fighting game community game because we don't like that. <laughs> we want it to be fun. We don't want it to be serious. Which I kind of agree with, if I'm honest. Yeah, but, well, sure. yeah. <laughs> so they don't have to abide by whatever the whatever you think of as a fighting game and its DLC. Still going to make me buy a Wii U, though. It's it's the it's the unfortunate truth. It's like as much as that thing is faltering. Are you going to get a Wii U before you get a PS4? Depends. Probably depends if there's going to be another. Because supposedly, oh, I can't remember where I read this. That there's a there's a like a again. It's been rumored that there's going to be a permanent price drop on Wii U coming soon. Yeah, oh, they're just not selling very many. No, they're not. And the weird thing is, is that I don't think Ninty, you know, for, for, Ninty stuff always works on the on its quality of its first party content. But I think Ninty saw the sales figures and have been like, "Well, the DS is doing well. Let's focus our efforts there." But yeah. they haven't put out anything like. Well, no, there's the new Mario and Luigi game. Well, yeah, but that's my point. Is that yeah? It's like perhaps they so, saw yeah, it way too early, and then just you know, Pikmin Three perhaps was the big thing that they had in the works and then when then the initial launch even, things were bad they just didn't start a new project yeah but then you can't say that they look at the sale figures for the wii u and go like well that's not selling because apparently people don't like our stuff any longer it's like no you just didn't put out anything on it for god's sake i know but these are business people business people make weird assumptions I think <laughs> very frequently i'm probably the least businessy of the, of the like various entertainment companies they probably have the most like market knowledge. I don't know. There must come a point where something, yeah, something is driven by the bottom line, and it's. Uh, I wonder what that view is for Nintendo. They've still got piles of cash left over from the Wii generation, though. Oh yeah, no, they're not in trouble. Yeah. Not not by any way. There's, you know, they'll they'll be around for a while. It's going to take them um, take a uh, probably another three or four console failures for that to happen. Yeah. True. <laughs> It's like Microsoft. That apparently, I can't remember the figures, but they have some ridiculous operating. You know, they just have piles of cash. Like mm. the, the the Apple are a lot bigger than them now in terms of stock market valuation, which is, it sounds weird, doesn't it? To think about it, but they are. But yeah, Microsoft can keep keep going completely unprofitably for like ten, twenty years or something because they made so much money out of Windows in the nineties and Office. Yeah, which yeah. kind of is. It's kind of interesting in a way because that means that Microsoft can just spend, as you say, the next decade probably fucking around with ideas until they really have to worry. <laughs> yeah, because like are. Surface has been announced as officially as a flop now. Like its sales yeah. figures can't have been enough. RT is to... a total disaster. I don't know what they're going to do about. I mean, because they're they're going to launch a new, you know, refresh of it. There'll be a new generation of Surface for yeah. sure. But I mean, if I were them, I would like. I I I don't know. It seems like the Pro is kind of cool, and uh, maybe the Pro is neat. The Pro is re- is a really cool device. If it's... they made their own PCs, they could like challenge Apple there. I think because that could yeah. be quite cool. Oh, I, I, yeah. I've seen. I've actually now seen a Pro being used in you know real life, I suppose, rather than on a shop stand. Yeah, and it's a, it is a really cool thing actually. It's 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 surprising because I I had to look at it quite carefully to sort of tell the difference between it and an RT at first. Yeah, it is definitely heavier, but it's, yeah. it's, it's nice. 
yeah, as I say, it took, it took me a little little while to sort of differentiate it though at, at, at a distance. It's like, oh, it still looks cool. Yeah, and the screen is better quality, and cats are fighting. <laughs> yeah. Blair. So anyway, they can they can afford to fuck around. They can afford to make giant PR disasters at E3. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Ah, it'll be fine. It'll work out fine. Oh fucking Luigi! Do we have a news? Other news? Just <laughs> more news than Luigi existing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just in case you guys, or you know, this may be disappointing to Zach. I don't know how excited you were. I royally fucked up on my dates. Uh, okay. The UK pinball party was this weekend. Uh, and I was double booked. I was trying to organize. I was the- literally thinking about that this afternoon. I was, I was, organi- I was oh. as well, but I was like, I'm not sure I can stand going to that again. <laughs> so no, really, I, like- I was thinking, oh, I've got away with it this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fun, though. It's it was awesome. Fun. I don't think you need to go to that every year because it's like nothing's really going to change. No, probably not. Well, they did have like um, Highway Pinball, which is Britain's new pinball developer showing off their new stuff. Which could have been interesting. Well, you know. Brand new not, table. Maybe you probably wouldn't have even got to be able to see that. It'd probably just be a queue the entire time. Oh, yeah, probably. But. I kind of wish it wasn't in the summer. Why is it in the summer when yeah, it's nice outside? Yeah. And Why it's is like it fucking... in an incredibly unair conditioned room? An air conditioned room full of the sweatiest, smelliest people on in Britain, probably. Well, apparently they got like, they, they actually doubled down and bought a load of, or hired, I don't know, um, a load of like air conditioning units to stick in there. So they, yeah. they knew that was a problem. <laughs> On that incredibly fragile power grid. <laughs> it like, yeah. doesn't seem like a very good plan. It's just, that's all that is. <laughs> but the, the, yeah, so I tried to organize with Kippers to see if you know we could sort something out, and he was reluctant to if I wasn't driving. So <laughs> Right. Um, yep, you're the driver. Yeah. Um, I'm the wheel um, man. Maybe uh, next year then. <laughs> yeah, but the good news is, and this is a sort of a shameless plug, I suppose, we did find an awesome bar in... Um, uh, in London, called the Pipeline, which had um, it had pinball tables in it. Okay, right. So I've played a shit ton of the Twilight Zone. Okay, there was a really, it was really good Nick as well, and it was a uh, yeah that that table plays brilliantly. It's, that's a lot of fun. So there you go. Ooh. That's my news. I've actually played the Twilight Zone now for real. <laughs> and I can't, know it well. I, st- I still can't wait for Pinball Arcade to come to fucking PC. It's like it's supposedly in beta now for their Kickstarters, but cool. I'll get there eventually. You still got the iPad thing? Yeah, yeah, true. But you know, I want it on PC. I want, I want graphics. <laughs> it's probably going to look the same, isn't it? No, it'll, it'll definitely look better than the iPad version because the PS3 version has much higher textured detail and oh, cool. the okay. lighting quality is a lot higher. So the PC version, in theory, will. Well, I'm hoping the PC version is going to be a branch off their PS4 version, which is supposedly, um, which they were demoing at E3 and stuff. So ah, okay, that would be the best quality. Yeah, I, I, I would. I'd be surprised if they went for like a a less good version. <laughs> so yeah, looking forward to that. Still looking forward to that. Cool. Hurry the fuck Pinball up. News. <laughs> ah, so not tempted by Pikmin three then on the. <laughs> Well, it's supposed to be really, really good. Yeah, I bet it's good. But I mean, it's not going to sell me on a system. No. No. But I would have liked that on 3DS. <laughs> Although that would probably be real difficult to play. 
Well, they were saying that it's like the weird, actually, in a strange way, the best way to play it, from what I've heard, is to play it actually with a, a Wiimote and a nunchuck. Yeah. have the gamepad to your side. Right. Because you can, you can use <laughs> As the worst possible way to play it. Yeah. Let's just we, do this in the most inconvenient way possible. So you can sort of use it at the same time. So you can use the Wiimote to sort of like, you know, point, <laughs> the pointing apparently is really good. You know, that's yeah. kind of a nice mechanic to have. But then the map stuff on the gamepad is kind of... Uh, it, it's too useful to not have as well. Mm, yeah, well, that sounds okay. So yeah, they've made a somewhat awkward best control scheme, but you could choose not to do it and just play it with a gamepad. But then apparently you don't have the C-stick um, sort of... Yeah, to sort of shove your Pikmin oh, to I one side. I use that all the time. Yeah, it was, like, it was critical to making the GameCube one work. Yeah, but they've that's apparently removed, and apparently the game design is you know suitably changed, so you don't need it. Right. Um, hmm. That seemed like a key element of Pikmin in some ways. I don't know. It's a bit look, weird. I gotta admit that seeing it in action, you can see like you can definitely see with the step up from the you know the GameCube versions up to the Wii U version. Well, it's like two it's generations. Like, there, yeah, I, I know, but it does look it does look fabulous. It's awesome. Really, really good looking thing. Cool. I watched um, the Giant Bomb quick look at that, and Alex was fucking terrible. Oh my god, mm-hmm. like it so badly. I could, I could always had to turn it off. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you just dying all over the place, and not knowing what the fuck he was doing. What controls anyway, were they using? They were just using the gamepad. That's probably uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he wasn't using the ideal controls. So yeah, I but you could tell. I mean, he did say he hadn't been playing it much, but you could tell he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. So it's quite hilarious. When do they ever know what they're doing on any of those videos? Even when uh, they played it, somehow as soon as they start recording, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway, <laughs> so is that the end of news? I can't think of it. It's you know, it's summer. Nothing happens during summer. Yeah, oh, other, th- other than that, I suppose Australia actually managed to um, allow Saints Row Four. Really? After they changed it and removed the whole chunk of the game. Yeah, which is apparently, according to the people that have been playing Saints Row Four, one of the best parts of the game. <laughs> Damn it! Or one of the most enjoyable parts of the game. That's so yeah, and a disingenuous announcement. Uh, pit- yeah sort of like a news bulletin about it saying, hey, we removed some stuff to let it be played in Australia. It doesn't matter, though. It's not story relevant. <laughs> Except it's clearly it's, awesome stuff. It's kind of, yeah. Anything that the Australian government don't want you to play is clearly going to be awesome. <laughs> is that the rule? <laughs> well, maybe not, but, you know, you've got to try it. I wonder if there's, you know, well, I bet that's the attitude that, you know, kids will take in Australia. It's like, oh, shit, this game is banned. We've got to yeah, get us one. Naturally. Yeah, of course. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is that your Australian? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I can't do Australian. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just got like an image in my head of them opening a box of like these <laughs> contraband materials and just going, good day. Good day, contraband. <laughs> You call that Saints Row? <laughs> this is Saints Row. Saints Row. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> right. That is the end of news. <laughs> okay. What should we be playing? Zachary Burgess. Oh, I played 
a load of stuff but not very much of anything it's been another one of those really annoying weeks where i've been incredibly unenthused about playing anything for long periods of time which meant i haven't played anything actually interesting because i keep falling back on the on like short games like team fortress or whatever or okay whatever. but what, uh, what else other than team fortress is your like fallback for short uh, stuff like you know just jumping into guild wars for a little while or oh, right, okay you know, doing your daily just, animal crossing yeah whatever. doing the animal crossing daily listening to podcasts while doing stuff like that that kind of dumb thing but i did but, chundering around in eve at all uh a little bit i did like chundering. one mission yesterday usually <laughs> 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 way way across the universe <laughs> I did do like one mission yesterday and fucked around with all my market orders and the usual shit that you do in Eve. <laughs> As you do. It's trundle, that's the word. Yeah. yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> Chandering around. <laughs> love it. I love it if you could, like, if that was something you could be <laughs> renowned for in the Eve universe. Oh, it's the Chandra. <laughs> He's coming here and he's going to shit some stuff out. <laughs> that's, that's the, the wrong, wrong end. end. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe you have both ends. I don't think it's tendering. It's really not. Like you could be like the, ra- the random, the random gift person. I guess you just fly around dropping random crates full of stuff. Yeah, you're, that would you're, be then you're literally chundering around. I suppose. In terms so of the game universe. Speaking of chundering around in space, <laughs> one of the things that I played some significantly larger amount of time of was Kerbal. Oh yeah, I'm finally executing my plan of land on everything. Land on everything, everybody. Yeah, put a probe on every planet and moon. To do what? Sit there and like... Well, to get readings. Okay. (laughs) Turn on the temperature sensor and see how warm it is, completely pointlessly. Are there any planets that are like too, you know, too hot to actually... Well, the Mercury equivalent, like, apparently your engines overheat quite... Like a lot easier if you're trying to land on that. I didn't see that though because the ship I was flying, the engines were small enough that they weren't overheating, so it was okay. So I eventually managed that. It was fairly ridiculous. You just. I, well, the first thing I had to do was I had to try and work out some goddamn orbital mechanics because I was like, if I want to use the moon as a slingshot to like gravity assist it and all that, mm-hmm. which direction do I actually have to fire myself at the moon? Which like, which direction does the moon have to be in relative to the planet and the direction of the orbit to actually get me bonus speed or less speed? Mm. <laughs> so I had to like launch some experimental probes to be like, if it's in front of the planet, then you catch up, and then it goes the other way, and then you slow down, and then your orbit is less, and all this stuff. And then, of course, you have to actually make a probe that will have enough fuel to do all this stuff. Because surprisingly, I thought that like going to the Jupiter equivalent was, was going to be the hardest, even mm-hmm. though I'd already done that before once. And I was like, how did I do that before? Because <laughs> that seems really difficult now. Whereas I thought that going, down, going to like the Mercury equivalent would be easy. But in reality, it's like it's basically the same. It's just like the Mercury equivalent is about the same amount of thrust, just slowing down rather than speeding up. Right. You know same, I mean? same delta V. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're, it's just like its orbit is so close to the sun, you have to break a lot. But I managed to pull that off eventually. I did. <laughs> I did have like the first attempt ran out of fuel, so I was just like, "Well, now it's an impactor." Plat. <laughs> 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 just crash it into the thing. Okay. Although I also discovered that apparently 
the that Mercury planet doesn't have a limit on on because you know how normally it limits the time warp depending on your altitude. Right. Yeah. So like when you're when you're curving, you can't time warp very fast when you're below like two hundred thousand meters or whatever. Yeah. Well, apparently the Mercury equivalent doesn't have that, so I time warped and went straight through it. <laughs> Because when you're in time warp, it doesn't register the physics collision with the planet. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> so you survived that by by time walking through the planet. Yeah, I, and then like, I... Because I, I was just time warping to like, it was just going to run into it. I basically stopped and was dropping vertically downwards. I was like, this is the impactor. Time warped, went straight through it. And then when I untime warped, I was going upwards again. I was like, well, um, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> I guess I'll let it do another orbit, such as it is. And crash into it again. Yeah. So yeah, I did that, and then I eventually landed on it. Although the the probe that I landed on it, apparently the landing... Don't use the medium-sized landing legs if you're going to land on anything other than flat terrain, because they freak out really badly if you're on a slope. Okay. So, so like, you la- want to just use the standard ones? Or? Well, the big ones or the tiny ones. It's a, right. bit, of a bit of a bad choice, really, because you have to have the huge ones which weigh a ton, or the tiny ones which just break. <laughs> Right. But the medium ones are just... I don't know what it is about them. It's like how they're attached. It just doesn't seem very stable. Because like I landed on this relatively steep slope, and it was fine. But then when I came back... When I like went back to look at that probe after I was doing some other stuff, and it reloaded into the game, mm. it just like... It wasn't even like it just clipped through the ground and then reset itself or whatever. It was like the legs had actually got themselves tangled up in physics somehow so that they weren't just like out of position and then they sprang back but they constantly sprang out of position every time it hit the ground so it like jiggled a bit and then it like sprang into the air and did crazy backflips and then every time it hit the floor it managed to pick up even more speed from the crazy springing legs so it was like yeah maybe don't use those landing legs again (laughs) okay bear that one in mind physics I don't remember those. Are they new? Or I, no, I the medium remember ones. One part. Um, okay. uh, uh, one of the, the medium ones and the large ones are, are older than the small ones. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, oh, so, the small ones, they're new. Yeah, the small ones. Like the little weird probe legs, I guess they are. Hmm. But yeah, so I landed on Mercury equivalent. I landed on the Venus equivalent and its moon. I landed on the Mars equivalent and its moon. And that was as far as I got. I haven't done the asteroid belt, asteroid, or any of the Jupiter stuff again, or the fer- or the Pluto equivalent. <laughs> so I'm like halfway there, really. Halfway through your tour of all the planets. Yep. And also because I don't, I don't bother like actually looking up launch windows or anything, which would probably make this a lot easier. I'm just like launch now and then just time warp until I can get an intercept regardless of how much fuel it takes and just hope I have enough fuel. I don't try and like exploit it where it's like, ah, oh, now the flats are closest together so that, <laughs> so that I won't like, have to burn as much. You must have to wait ages. I guess you got the time warp to try. Yeah, and, but even but... at maximum time warp, it's still not actually that fast. No, exactly. Because <laughs> they had to wait until, in reality, they had to wait until like, what was it? There was a precise time in like 1972 that was like perfect Yeah, for launching probes, so they desperately had to launch like the viking probes as far you can as theoretically like look that up for the kerbal universe they like everyone right. people have just documented it in like a table where it says now with this this specific day is the right. best time to launch for each of these planets right that's cool but i can't be bothered with that so i just <laughs> i just bring lots of fuel and just gun it yeah 
There I think was that. that's the best way. It's quite fun trying to design the rocket just to get a bit of fuel up there. Yeah, like, just, just a, to make things big enough. We want an orange tank up there. It took quite a lot of experimenting until we got to that. Well, <laughs> yeah. Is that enough, though? You'd probably need to do several runs. Well, with, with nuclear engines, you're probably good with... I, I made it to all of those inner planets with probably... I think exactly an orange tank and nuclear engines. Right. Mm. Although it wasn't in an orange tank, it was like one of the grey ones and then four of the medium-sized ones. Yeah. Adds up to the same. Yep. So yeah, there was that. Plenty of that. That was probably the thing I've played for the most amount of time this week, I guess. It's very time-consuming, Kerbal. <laughs> yeah, that is the problem. <laughs> takes a long time to do things even when it doesn't seem like it should it's like oh this this engine burn is five minutes that seems really long but then you're not considering the other like 20 minutes when you're actually just watching things go to where they're going <laughs> yeah yeah pretty weird so yeah there was that uh bunch of other small things but i guess the only other thing that i maybe need to talk about we i played some amount of dark souls hooray awesome how's it going that game does not tell you shit <laughs> I about that was anything the, that's kind don't of you point. get loads of people no, but that's like, not the point <laughs> you get tons like, of people telling you what to do like with little notes all over the place well you get tons of people telling you not what to do ignore all those notes because they're all trolling you most of the time <laughs> awesome <laughs> 100% troll notes. <laughs> so, so that's kind of cool because that means you can sort of make a rule like, dude, let's not, yeah, do the exact opposite of what that guy says. <laughs> well, and the other trouble with those notes is that they, they're made of pre-constructed word fragments. So they don't, they can't be that specific. It's like, watch out for a sniper. And it's like, where? <laughs> oh, I got shot. <laughs> okay then, up there. But yeah, that game doesn't tell you shit about shit. And it's not in a good... It's like, it's fine to be like an exploration where you're meant to find... Because it's it drops you into the world after you've done the tutorial bit. It drops you into the world and it's just like, just go. And so you naturally kind of find out where it's like, okay, all the enemies in this direction are too hard. All the enemies in this direction are too hard. The enemies over here I can fight. So that's probably the way I want to go. <laughs> Which is, that's, that's probably okay. But then there's a lot of stuff that, that were like mechanically it doesn't ever explain like humanity and souls and it's like you kill stuff and you get souls and that's your currency and your experience points so it's like you can either spend it on buying things or you can spend it on leveling up right and then humanity you just sometimes get some from something i think it's just like if you're killing a certain amount of enemies in an area you just get some and then it's like you can spend humanity to become not undead because you're undead for most of the time why would you want to be not undead? Surely that's more well, helpful. Well, basically, I don't... health and stuff or you're No, I don't think you alive, do, you? which is the thing. It's like, right. apparently you become alive and then it doesn't change anything at all. <laughs> it doesn't seem to do anything apart from... So eventually I just said, like... Because you, you go to the bonfire, to, which is your, like, rest point, and it makes all the enemies respawn, which is the most annoying thing you've ever heard. Because, like, if you're just traveling through the world, you're like, oh, on the convenient bonfire, I can stop and rest and get my health back. But every single enemy I've just been killing has spawned, so if I want to go back, I have to fight my way back through all of them just to go backwards. Which I guess makes sense from, like, the game world perspective. 
but so you go to the bonfire and it's like reverse hollowing spend your humanity to become a human it's like okay i don't know why i would want to do that and then kindle the bonfire spend humanity to kindle and it doesn't tell you what that does <laughs> so eventually i ended up looking up some of this because it doesn't i well i looked at the game manual and it's like that doesn't tell you it's like kindle the bonfire to reinforce the bonfire's effect <laughs> okay was it, like, was it just like if it perhaps is that something you need to do if you noticeably see the fire dying down no it's nothing like that I, I ended up looking it up and it's like so humanity when you're human other players can invade you and try and kill you and like steal your humanity and then you can fight them and if you kill them you get humanity and the amount of humanity you have also influences how likely you are to find items on corpses so it's like a magic find and then okay. kindling a bonfire makes it so that you get more you you basically have this uh every time you rest at a bonfire you just get the health potions basically that just respawn whenever you go to a bonfire and apparently kindling a bonfire by using more of your humanity when it says reinforce the bonfire's effect that means you get more health potions on that specific bonfire right and then i'm not quite sure what the disadvantage to not being human is because as far as i can tell the humanity magic drop effect still works when you're undead so it's like, if you don't want to be invaded by people trying to grief you, then don't be human, I guess. What? <laughs> I'm sure so, there is more to it than that. There is, I remember, I can't remember the details, but I remember hearing there are some significant advantages. To being alive. Yeah. Well, apparently it was different in the previous game, Demon Souls, where, where like the world, the whole world changed depending on your alignment whether you were and it, it was basically equivalent of the undead versus humanity thing except it was a different slightly different system in that game and it was much more important mm. but i can't see any particular reason there's the have i've seen a few of those orange notes around that that just say like need humanity and it's like what does that mean <laughs> does that mean if i'm human when i come here something different happens it's like, is there a secret passage that I can only see when I'm actually alive rather than undead? I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> nothing is explained. Mm. And then apart from that, obviously just actually playing the game is a, an awkward thing in itself. It is all like all animation priority. You have to be super careful about when you're attacking and like don't open yourself up by starting a swing when the enemies are attacking and make sure you're blocking at the right time. And then of course, apparently the piece, because it's a terrible, terrible port, the PC controls are awful, so I was like, well, obviously, fuck that and just use a gamepad. But the yeah. gamepad controls are not exactly easy in themselves, because it's one of those games which uses all four buttons on top, so it's like both triggers and both shoulder buttons, and you need them all. <laughs> so you oh, have to great. hold the gamepad in that bloody awkward way that always feels really uncomfortable when you're holding a dual joystick gamepad and having to use all four of those buttons. Yeah, yeah. that's more a PlayStation style, isn't it, I guess? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, having... I guess, you, it's, still, it's still never the most comfortable position. No. I can't think of any 360 games where you need to use that, that position. One. <laughs> Apparently. Dark Souls. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's... It can be useful in Devil May Cry. Right. Because your dodgers are on the bumpers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, can use either, you can use either bumper to dodge, so in theory, if you're holding the angel trigger, you can use right bumper to dodge. Oh, it's just a generic but, dodge, and then in the direction you're moving. Yeah, rather than it's, like it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's like dodge left and dodge right. <laughs> yeah, it's not a directional dodge, and then it's vice versa. So if you're holding down the devil trigger, which is right trigger, you can use left bumper to dodge while you're mm. doing that. Um, 
So in theory, you can move your fingers about kind of freely, but then sometimes you find yourself needing to switch between angel and devil quite quickly, so it's, you probably have to use double fingers to do that. And then also, with the Dark Souls controls, even if you're using the gamepad, you can't configure it. <laughs> you're just stuck with what... Because it has... Basically, it has... Your standard attack is on right bumper, and then your heavy attack is on right trigger, and I just think that should be the other way round. Hmm... Yeah. I just think it's easier to pull the trigger than it is to hit the bumper, even when you're holding it in that ridiculous way. And, so you have to, and you're basically having to hold down left bumper the entire time if you're using a shield, because that's the shield button. Oh, and then okay. left trigger is the parry. <laughs> oh, awkward. Huh. That does sound like a pain. I so, don't yeah, know. I haven't actually played very much of that. I got the, And the other trouble with it is there's no there's no real way to tell whether enemies are bad until you fight them and then you die. <laughs> so you look at a giant fucking monster and sometimes you can actually kill that and you just don't know. And sometimes like a skeleton will just kill your ass instantly because you don't, you can't tell. There's no like indication that doesn't tell you what level the enemies are or anything. You just have to walk up there and fight it. And if it's bad, try and run away and hope you don't die. Okay. Isn't it... Isn't the design that game supposed to be that certain areas are much tougher than others? So if you walk into an area and you find yourself challenged, then the whole area is going to be well. Yeah, like but then that. my problem with that was I went, I found like what I assume is the first area. I'm pretty sure it is where like the enemies are relatively easy. But you once I got to the first admit, like mini boss in that area, I guess it is that I didn't. I was like, there's no way I could possibly do this. But then actually, I probably could theoretically have done it at that point. And then I dosed around for ages, trying to see if there was any other routes at all and leveling up a bit more. And then I went back to it. I was like, well, I guess I just actually have to learn how to dodge and time attacks and stuff. And then it was okay, but it's still not exactly the easiest thing ever. And then immediately after that mini boss is the bit where the the bit that everyone loves in Dark Souls where you come to the, like, giant bridge and then you see some zombies on it and you run to the bridge and then the dragon just obliterates you all <laughs> in a giant ball of fire. So you knew that was coming, did you? Yeah, I avoided it. I actually, like, ran slightly out on the bridge, turned around, ran back, put my shield up and survived the fire blast. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I kind of knew that was going to happen. And that really, would really suck as well if you'd just beaten that miniboss because there's no, like, bonfire... There's no bonfire after that mini boss before the dragon. <laughs> well, like save point. Oh bonfire, shit! I think. Yeah, so it doesn't. So if you so die, you go all the way back to the bit. Bef- well, it, the mini boss stays dead at least, but you still have to work your way through all the other shitty enemies you worked your way through to get oh, okay. to the mini boss. I, I was worried it was going to forget your progress if you die died at that point. No, because presumably then, that's dying whilst dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, you still respawn anyway. And your souls go into the bloodstain, and you have to go to the bloodstain to get all your stuff back. It mm. sucks. <laughs> well, that was the worst thing that re- that's really annoying. Like, if you go to one of the mini bosses, because they, you can tell where those are going to be because they have like there's a door, there's like a doorway, and it's just full of white, and you have to tra- traverse the white light, and then that's how you sort of know that you're entering a, like a little boss arena because it like locks you off but that also prevents you from escaping so if you walk in there and you're and you don't think you can take it you can't get out <laughs> mm. and then if you die you're start you're all your souls and humanity are left in that boss arena so you have to go in there to get them so you really have to defeat the boss mm. you're sort of committed at that point if you well, want to actually get your stuff back well yeah unless you have to go build up a secondary stuff is it only the stuff that's equipped 
you like no. have, a, have a stash of other stuff you have elsewhere or well it's it's your souls and humanity are the thing that drop in your bloodstain and that's just like that's not like items that's just stored it's like a currency mm. in both cases and you can't really you can't really store like souls are used for buying stuff out of merchants and for leveling up but you can't always get rid of all of them because obviously you're never going to be able to have the precise number that you need to level up, so there'll always be a little bit left over or whatever. It'll always be carrying some around. Mm. Just a risk. The humanity is supposedly more important because you don't get that very much. If you leave some of that in the bloodstain and then die again, that would really suck because then you wouldn't be able to get it. Oh, wait, so if you died again... Yeah, it disappears. It, it just oh, resets shit. to your last bloodstain. Wow, that's harsh. Yeah, it sucks. But yeah, That's so I got, deal, to, the, I guess. got yeah. to that bit with the dragon, worked out what I had to do to get past the dragon, which was apparently... I don't know how this was different, but I watched a video of someone else playing it. I can't remember why. <laughs> I watched a video of someone else playing it. So when I did it, I walked out onto the bridge, it flamed, it destroyed all the zombies, and then I just walked over the rest of the bridge, and it was fine. But the, the other people I saw playing it, it was like it would peri- periodically flame the bridge all the time you were standing on it. So you basically had to sprint into like a little alcove to avoid the fire. But it just never flamed again when I was walking across it. So I was like, well, this seems weird. Why is that dragon not doing anything? He was just sitting there looking at me. <laughs> all, right, all right, mate. How you doing? But obviously, still don't want to actually walk all the way up to that dragon and try and stab it in the face or anything. That would be dumb. But then I came to the next bit of the level where there's another thing that seems like it's too tough for me to kill because it's super armoured. And the other thing that sucks about about that kind of thing with like the tough enemies is even in this area that i'm in which is obviously the easiest area there's still like paths where there will be harder enemies and you won't know about that until you there's there was one where like immediately after that drain you come out of this sewer or whatever into like a tower and you you go out into the street and there's some normal enemies. But I was like, what's up the top of this tower? So I ran up this spiral staircase and literally right at the top of the fucking sta- spiral staircase is this fucking giant armored knight that just one-shots me. <laughs> like, there's no way I could see that. It's like, come on. It's a bit of a dip. So it's like, even in the areas where, you, where, it's, where it's the easiest area, there's still paths that are hard. So if you don't see it coming, you just die. <laughs> and God damn it, just die. Doesn't, doesn't sound like bags of fun. I don't know. Is it engrossing? Or, Not or so compulsive? far. I guess oh. I haven't found like the... the oh, I, all I do is just, you know, stand there with the shield up, wait for the enemy to attack, and then just stab them, <laughs> and then just move on. I haven't got anything to really technical yet, or any awesome loot or anything. Sounds like Blooming Skyrim. In yeah, combat, combat-wise, not which really. Isn't, though, isn't a combat is like it, it, it's a bit more technical, isn't it? In um, yeah. in in Dark Souls, you actually so. have to think about it, like time your blocking and your strikes. It, right. it, it reminds me a little bit, perhaps, of how Monster Hunter. Yeah, it you does have to tackle those things. It does seem like it almost plays very similarly as well. It's like, the thing that reminded me of it just from playing the previous demo is how you use how like using a health potion you actually have to go through a whole animation and it leaves you completely exposed. Mm. So you like have to disengage, make sure you're out of range of the enemy's next swing and then have a quick swing. <laughs> I think I like the idea of it, but it would just I think that game would just wind me up something rotten. 
And it's like, I'm not sure I could deal with that. But I I do respect that game and I do respect what it stands for and the people that enjoy it are obviously properly hardcore. Well, I just fear the griefing. That's my thing. I I, I was always considering turning off the internet just so I wouldn't have to have the potential to be griefed or deal with all these goddamn orange messages all over the place that tell you to jump off cliffs all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's their favourite thing to do. Why? I mean, who's going to be taken in by that? Well, it's because sometimes there's like ledges that you can fall down onto, but most okay. of the time they're relatively obvious. <laughs> but when there's just like an open cliff face and there's just a note there that says, try jumping. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I don't think I will. <laughs> Could you leave your own note to say, no, 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 don't. Well, yeah, you do see that sometimes where there's just like, I, there was one where, where, where the note, first note was like telling you to jump off a cliff and then the note immediately before it was like, beware of griefing. Because <laughs> apparently one of the preset <laughs> words that you can use is griefing. It's griefing, hilariously. Yeah. So yeah, don't follow those notes at all. <laughs> the, the most annoying ones is where it's, it's like... Actually, it does it in the tutorial, even, where there's just a note on the floor in the middle of this big open room. And so you're like, oh, I'm going to go and read that note. And then a giant enemy jumps out of the ceiling. <laughs> it's like, that was literally, I guess that was sort of the, t- the tutorial trying to tell you that that's the, how these notes are going to be in the future. Where, like, if you just see a note in a completely exposed location, maybe think before you just run up there and try and look at it. Oh, that's good that they at least made that part of the tutorial. Yeah, I guess. That's pretty cool. So yeah, maybe I'll get around to playing more of that. I don't know. I don't. I. I, I get the feeling that I maybe maybe I should try different weaponry and stuff because just going sword and shield, which is obvious. Like maybe I should try bows or, ha- or at least have a bow as an option. Maybe have some ranged capability. Sounds like a plan. If you yeah, can have that too. Because from what I've seen of that, sometimes you can you can just pick off enemies from afar, and there's nothing they can do about it. So well, I mean, even with the sword, it's been a lot of like, you see a group of enemies, so you edge really slowly up until you just hit the aggro zone of the one that's nearest you and then wait for him to come to you and then kill that one. Hmm. <laughs> just try and aggro enemies one at a time. Because that's the easiest way to deal with them. <laughs> Kite them back through the castle to yep, some basically. convenient choke point. <laughs> Can you run faster than them? Mm, sometimes depends what sort of enemy I guess some, some enemies are actually really slow and then the ones with the shield you just kick them and then they open up and then you stab them that's how I do it <laughs> simple enough which makes it really weird that like the kick is like the kick is the way to defeat shields apparently just kick them <laughs> just knock the shield out of the way with your foot <laughs> they should have thought of that in ancient times but apparently they didn't think of that did they presumably the wind up for the kick most of the time just means oh just cut his leg off <laughs> in real life yeah but in this game i guess these are only like the first enemies probably that maneuver is a bit more risky later on where the enemies might be faster it would be quite funny if for the entire game you'd be kicking um you know uh, the shields out of the way and suddenly you tr- you went to kick and they just chopped your leg off yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome or, they, or like what you thought was a shield was actually a shield shaped monster that <laughs> bites your foot uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a D&D style thing that is so anyway that was that I guess um, was there literally everything else that I've been playing at all I finished I f- guess I finished the story of Gyromancer I guess okay. such as it was 
not really anything to it. it wasn't even a very Final Fantasy style of ending. It's just like, oh, a dude. <laughs> Fight him. And <laughs> Yeah. Never lived stops. happily ever after. Did the mechanics get more or less interesting as you played through or is it just not the really. same? It's pretty much just the same, just more difficult like more health and different enemy skills made it making it more or less difficult. Mm. Oh shit, I remember the other thing that I guess we that I should talk about. <laughs> oh shit. An actual new game, relatively speaking. Not new. Uh, not new, but a new game for us. I also played that puzzle game. I hope that's what it's called. No, it's just called Puddle. It's called but, what? Uh, puddle. puddle. Oh, Puddle. Okay. Yeah. It was on PS3 ages ago. And yeah. it eventually made it to PC, apparently. But it's a... You just... It's basically it's basically Loco Roco only with liquid instead of Loco Roco's, <laughs> I guess. Okay. You tilt the gravity to the left and right to shift the liquid around and try and navigate it through an environment. Now there's a game they should put on Vita. Yep. You could actually tilt it. Or any handheld device at this point. Well, true, but you know, Sony would only make it for Vita, presumably. Yeah. You could six axis the... as well, couldn't you? Probably do something I, with I expect touch it panel. probably actually did because it feels like when I was playing this puddle game on PC, when obviously I was using like a keyboard, it feels like it probably needs analog, and I'm not sure whether it actually had whether it, you know what the control scheme was on the PS3. Whether it's it was probably like, analog of some form, yeah, maybe. It? But it's just, it seems like a lot of the time you need to be more precise than I feel like I can be with a keyboard, which is maybe a problem. I don't know. It's hard you to do tell. it with a mouse, can't you? Like, presumably. Uh, like, Leveling may be difficult. But... Yeah, I didn't really look at the other, uh, much at the controls. I was just trying to mess around with it and see how it went. But it, Could you use I think the that game on is... the triggers, maybe? Well, yeah, maybe if I was using a game pad. But the, the trouble with that game is it just... I think it's just way too demanding of the inherently like non-precise physics of liquids it just it just wants you to it's like obviously it has it's like just getting through the level it has like a minimum amount of liquid you have to save to get to progress obviously right okay so you lose some like down the back of the yeah like it evaporates or whatever okay so that i mean that's fine most of the time but the if you want to get any of the like bronze silver or gold level awards for each level those are ridiculous <laughs> it's like how are you meant to save that much liquid i can barely get through at all let alone actually save as much as it wants you to mercury was a bit like that yeah in places and then i i basically got to the point where i i actually ha- i actually just like gave up and stopped playing and where i got i got to this level where the liquid that w- that I'm on now that I'm on on this level is well, they call it lava, but it's more like well, I guess it sort of is lava-ish. It's more like molten metal, I guess, in terms of where it came from. But uh, you basically have a cart that's on a ra- like a rail with a like a bowl on top of it with this liquid lava stuff in the bowl. So obviously you're trying to stop it from slopping out of it as you're transporting it along this railway. Right. Like, you know, not over-accelerating the cart or whatever. But at the same time, 
the the lava stuff is cooling off and you have to put it into flames in order to warm it up again and if it cools completely it just disappears and then you lose Jeez. <laughs> so it's like it's all it's just ridiculously harsh because you pretty much have to rush at almost the at like the the maximum speed you can possibly manage and still keep the liquid in the thing you pretty much have to be going at that speed just to get to the next flame in time before the lava cools which made this level fucking impossible so i gave up because it was ridiculous so not a fan then well it's it's okay i just think it's they run into the the classic problem of physics-based games of like making a game where they want you to be exact in a physics-based game because you can't Mm. (laughs) every time you do it it will be slightly different because the physics just jiggled slightly differently this time yeah maybe maybe the analog control would be a, a help maybe so yeah, I actually. Could, I guess you could I try got, it with the gamepad, right? Well, maybe. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't actually look very much at its options. I expect there is something in there, even if it's just quite a like some kind of port. I guess I got most of the way through it. I think the the point where because like the levels broken up into the different fluids, so I think the lava is like the second to last fluid. Right. I don't okay. Know what the last one is. I think it's radioactive or something. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Where do you go from lava? <laughs> Radioactive fluid. Does that mean you have like a fixed half-life, so like it just decreases over time? Possibly. Something you can do about it. Possibly. The nitroglycerin levels kind of sucked as well, because that's even that that's basically one hit kill. <laughs> you screw up once and everything explodes. <laughs> so yeah. Well, that is fairly realistic, I guess. <laughs> Except normally you don't like transport nitroglycerin around by pouring it really slowly down a ramp. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Generally, no. (laughs) Awesome. So, yeah. Puddle. Puddle. Okay. And I think that's probably pretty much it. I got the second achievement on Super Hexagon (laughs) for doing the second level. I expect that'll be the last one I get. There's six for each of the difficulty levels. And it's where it's basically three. There's basically three types of level, and then the the second set of three are just like the difficult versions of those levels, <laughs> which is not like it isn't difficult enough. <laughs> difficult enough already. Yeah. Freaking hell. That's it. I think probably. Cool. Okay. Oh wait, hang on. I tell you what else I haven't been playing, but, but I still want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> briefly Starbound yeah. it still hasn't come out in case you're wondering <laughs> okay I guess this is news right sort of but uh, what do you want to talk about Starbound well they've they've like over the last month or two they've they've got into the habit of posting basically daily updates on daily blog updates so it tells you what they were actually working on that day and you could actually look at the progress and be like holy shit it's a game <laughs> however the release had already got down it cool but uh, the I noticed in one of the most recent blog posts, one of the it wasn't like the lead guy who normally posts it was one of the other developers. Uh-huh. He mentioned the word crunch, and I was like, "Oh shit! <laughs> you know what that means? <laughs> means like probably less than two months." <laughs> probably, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> how long you feel like crunching for. <laughs> yeah, an unofficial, well, unless they're crunching for some kind of show. Well, I think some, there is some kind of. Like, I think they are done. meant to be showing it 
somewhere in September, but I'm pretty sure that if they're crunching it to a show standard, that'll probably be at least fairly close to the beta when when they remember that they've actually got to release a beta rather than just finishing the goddamn game, which it looks like they're doing at the moment. Right. Because <laughs> it look, it, from everything they've been showing, it looks so much like it's it's so, you know, it's totally playable and it has mechanics. What are we even going to be betering? Where's the <laughs> where's the things that aren't just going to be in the game? There's packs in September. Or one uh, of the packs. It's like pack <laughs> One or of them, probably. Yeah. And that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, must be, I, I reckon they're gunning for some sort of show in there. I think they announced one show in September, but I don't know what. I didn't remember what show that was. But yeah, hurry up and goddamn release that game already. Release date twenty thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> beta in twenty thirteen. We'll see. Sounds encouraging, though. Yep. Oh, Stuff is God. happening. God damn it! I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep talking because I remembered another thing that I was literally just playing. <laughs> <laughs> what like right before the cars no not that was Team Fortress <laughs> <laughs> no slightly before that I, I this weekend I randomly decided because there was a there was like an announcement that popped up on Steam to go back into Spiral Knights for like a couple of minutes or wait really a, a couple of hours I guess <laughs> because things have slightly changed how so in an well, interesting they've, way they've basically they basically fucked around with their free to play model quite a lot in some ways that are sort of annoying, they've made it so... Because you know how it used to be that uh, using the elevators to travel between the levels cost energy? Mm. And you'd get energy, like, every day, but you could also purchase energy. So you'd have, like, your 100 energy per day, and then any further, if you wanted to go further than that, you'd use energy that you'd bought or traded for. Yeah, and it sounded like you might reach a point that... You know, you might not be able to progress because of the armor requirements to make cost too much energy. Yeah. And you could get in a Well, day. They, they've sort of changed that now, sort of. Basically, you no longer get energy per day, but the elevators are free. So you can basically play the game as much as you want Which is every nice. day. But now, now that you don't get any energy per day, you only can get it from purchasing or trading. So the crafting is based entirely on... You can't use your daily energy to do a small amount of crafting for free. It's only based on, you know, either money, real money, or trading it with other players for in-game money mm. to get the energy. So That's it's like they basically so force people who want to try and stay free to to play the auction house game. Yeah, pretty much. It's like a lot more of of it's a lot more reliant on that on the on the actual economy. You can't. Because, I mean, at the point where you're getting to the three and four-star armors, it was more than the hundred energy you got per day anyway. Yeah. That was sort of gating the armor limits. But now there's a lot of... They've also changed it, so a lot of other things... Things exist now that didn't exist before that also cost energy, which is slightly awkward. Like, you know how when you went through the levels, your weapons got heat, which leveled them up? Yeah. Well, now... You still get your weapons still get heat, but when they reach the level transition, you have to forge them, and it uses an item which you either get from uh, the the present crates in the levels, so you can either grind to get this thing, or you can buy it. <laughs> right. So you have to have a certain number of these special heat elements to actually be able to upgrade your weapons at all, even before making new weapons, which uses the energy. <laughs> I don't think they've quite got this right. No. 
There's something, like, there's something wrong about a free-to-play model that actually has a hard progression limit until you start dropping cash. That's not a free-to-play game. That is essentially a shareware game or a game you're going to have to continually pay for yeah. to get anywhere. And I'm not sure that, that really works. And they've also made it so you can't... Obviously, now that you don't have that sort of energy any longer, you can't revive using energy. You revive using a special item that you buy with energy... Or you can find those as well. So it's like it gets slightly gated the revive system as well, in a different way, locking it into the energy markets even more so than it was before. I don't know. I just it's like I, it's weird that it's it was like yay they've made the elevators free and that seemed good, but then you realise like they've actually just made it so you have to pay for more things. Mm. You could actually do more before when it was when it seemed less free than you can now when it seems more free except it's not it's just a trick yeah I guess at some point perhaps free to play is a shit moniker that you know perhaps we need to there needs to be a slightly better description because yeah the game is free to play you can play it for free you just can't finish it for free no really um well you probably could if you gr- the grind would be immense well yeah it's, I think that's like the overall effect of this change is just if you wanted to try and grind it for free it's even harder to do now like I was like almost like, doing it before it's not like games like Planet Side or something where you can yeah sure it takes a real long time to get anything in that game but it's you're not really there is no progression per se in no. Planet Side it's you can still have a laugh <laughs> pretty much anywhere in the game uh, joining any fight doing pretty much most most of the roles yeah in within the free to play but having a yeah a, a, an actual progression thing like that progression wall doesn't sound like it should fit into what we commonly refer to as free to play yeah there's like yeah perhaps we need some more terminology so yeah that's still spiral nights i guess it's still okay i mean they've added Compared to it, apart from, you know, aside from the upgrades, there's been new bits of level and stuff, different levels to go to. It's a little annoying because Spiral Knights is actually quite a charming little game. You know, it's not, it doesn't, it's not actually that bad a design. It's got a lot to like about it, apart from these, mark, you know, these price models. Yeah, it's just an experiment, I guess, in the pricing models, like a, uh, you know, canary down the coal mine type deal. It just seems weird that they even change it this drastically at this point. I mean, it's been around for ages. <laughs> How many people why, are still right? playing it? Yeah, maybe that's the point. You know, they can they can mess with it at this point. But because, how much data know, is not... that going to get them? <laughs> well, yeah, they can measure the steepness of the drop off, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, that's that is definitely all that I've been playing. <laughs> Cool. I'm sure there was okay. other small things, but they don't need talking about. Well, I um, finished XCOM. Yeah, I noticed on your. Oh, team. you actually finished it already? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, I was kind of into it, so I thought I carried on. Pretty how much, much. How much did you grind I, for the last mission in the end? Uh, not much. I think I'd done my grinding. Like I think when I talked to you last time, I was in the most awkward face because I think I really made things hard for myself by skipping the laser weapons there as you guys pointed out Uh, so everything was quite difficult for a while Uh, but once I started getting those guys it started um, you know everyone had plasmas and armor and shit and at that point you know things went 
relatively well for me. I think I had all the satellite network up, and then uh, for a long time I had I couldn't spend. I didn't have enough money to spend, and then suddenly I had way too much. Yeah. Um, to right at the end, and I didn't know what to spend it on. I bought everything in all the um, foundry shit and everything. I That's pretty much what you do. Yeah. The only um, bad luck I had was I only got one gifted soldier out of all everyone. I tested everyone. Really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think on my second game that I that I was playing, I uh, like I basically tested everyone and virtually and like one or two of them turned out to be psychic, and it was like, yeah. and they was bad as well. Yeah, <laughs> virtually. I didn't understand because my like high will people didn't get. I thought that added to the role, like so I put them in first for testing because I. Well, thought, yeah. I mean, it makes them better at being psychic if they are psychic. Oh, I see. Them. But it doesn't affect whether or not they're whether or not they're they, gifted or they not. They are no. gifted. Okay, that sucks. Uh, so, so that's pretty much. I got one person, obviously, because presumably because you need at least one for the story. Well, I'm not. I'm not even sure whether it would like give you one or whether you just have to keep hiring people until you found one. Uh, that would be super sucky. At least I got one. It was my like. Uh, Iranian assault lady. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think she was Iranian. I'm not sure what that flag is. It was like green with scripts and then like a sword thing. I think that's the Iranian flag. Anyway, so yeah, the the most powerful uh, human being on the planet. I had I made Iranian clearly. <laughs> I was kind kind of. I think that was where that was probably where you know apart from the fact that I rushed through the game kind of really yeah. like the, the, the my my first general. Was, just happened to be psychic and happened to be the gifted one. Yeah, that's pretty much what ah. happened on my first playthrough as well. My like one of my best people turned out to be the, the psychic power. My entire squad were colonels. By the point, I even had oh, the Gollum chamber. Yeah, 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 whatever. The top one. Yeah, I guess general would be even better. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think colonel's the top rank. But yeah, um, and I was worried that about. Um, trying to use her because everyone else was ranked up and they had all the equipment and stuff and i thought oh now i need to do these extra psychic ranks or whatever psi ranks yeah, get the um, three different skills <laughs> yeah but it turned out they just gave me them all the yep. moment i like activated the gollop chain but since i didn't have any other side people uh i didn't need to train any side powers yeah um, so yeah it all went relatively well um what what, what? oh i had to treat you I had well before that I had a big problem when I first encountered the elite mutons on this bloody map which is just a hollowed out building type construction site so it's not linear at all. Have you seen that one? It's literally just a square building. Uh, and you, no, I'm not sure I saw that one. You walk into Maybe. it like hollowed out in the middle <laughs> oh, with cranes it, and stuff and with multiple one, levels and stuff. Is it the one that's like sort of l-shaped construction building and you come in through like the gate on from the road or is it yeah some, coming yeah, through a gate yeah. yeah that level sucks because it's tiny <laughs> yeah it's freaking tiny anyway so i was uh, nothing you can do but walk your guys into the middle really yeah uh, you, it's like all normally all i did on that first turn is like one person on either side of the gate and then like two people up against the digger <laughs> yeah yeah <I laughs> and then one the on the corner of the building it's like you don't have very many options when no. you're first moving in you've got very little options so what happened was I, I i i got to that point and i was like oh and nothing's activated right i have to move in so i moved my highest ranked assault person in and then i activated three elite mutons in the cover of the building on the left so that none <laughs> of my other none of my snipers or anything 
something had a shot and uh yeah i uh, they, he did she didn't die but she was knocked out or whatever so i had to rescue her but that was that was quite bad uh sorry yeah well i didn't have them at the time and then i started using the hover shiv for like my scout thing that did work really well because my main tactic at the end was i had two like double tap snipers yep. basically <laughs> so all you do is move the shiv up and uh, it, it's not really even in any danger because you've got like four shots <laughs> of super powered sniper um, mm. on anything that you see really um, so that was my main tactic so for yeah like you're saying i actually had more problem i think i got lucky with the final room like i had like more problems you mean yeah, yeah. Just sort of fell into place for me yeah, it all worked out. Like I had more problem with the two sector pods uh, yeah, earlier that room on. Sucks because <laughs> yeah, the sector pods are bastards. They look like they yeah. can see you wherever yeah. you are, regardless of whether you can see them. It's yeah. a really fucking awkward room as well because it's just open. Like, yeah, and and the cover if you're up high is kind of rubbish. Yeah, because it gets shot apart, and, and like they'll do that down. Like when you're in no. that cover, <laughs> no. Uh, because I was getting my snipers into the side parts of that cover, and that that worked out okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Because um, when I had my assault guy on the main cover, like that, it just gets blown apart straight away, and they can't see very well either. Like I've, just like you say, I, I got lucky by flying my hover shiv really high. Oh, okay. And, and they seemed to like trying to shoot at it, and most of the time missed. Oh, that's clever. So uh, I, didn't I, won- bring I once again got, got kind of lucky. Yeah. Oh, I had two. Oh, okay. I, was, I didn't know what, you after... could even take more than one. That's <laughs> cool. After what happened to me the first time in that mission where everyone got fucking mind-controlled. Yeah. Um, oh, I see. I, I, thought, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll, use, I'll use robots as a, uh, to yeah. get around that problem. That is think, clever. As well as my high-will team. So I think when I did that room, I'd actually... When I did that room the first time, I'd actually got sort of lucky and had a battleship crash. So I had the blaster bombs instead of regular rockets. Oh, I haven't. I didn't get that. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's actually a really obscure thing because first it's like I, some people. I mean, I actually found this out sort of by accident, but some people have said they missed it. But you, if you have a battleship crash or yep. land. The map is actually really weird because you're actually the whole map is the ship. You're, there's no like outside bit, right? But it's like all all on. Yeah, the I ship. have seen that. I have. I must have seen that once. But uh, okay. I think what you have to do is you have. There's a certain part of the map you have to go to in order to trigger like a voiceover thing where it's like, oh, look at this thing, and then that gives you that specific piece of the ship becomes available to research, and that gives you the blaster bombs. Oh. Which I mean, in the original Wait, XCOM, I didn't even—I didn't even know they existed. <laughs> yeah, in the original XCOM, the blaster bombs were those ridiculous things where you could set waypoints for the rocket, <laughs> and they followed the path. Oh, that's but, really cool. But what they do now is they're basically—it's basically a rocket launcher where you don't have to have line of sight; you just set the target, and the rocket goes there. <laughs> huh. I never saw that. But the thing is, no. I'm sure I got the achievements Maybe for getting get all the research. Oh. Well, because that's something that never just made it. I don't know. Oh, I don't remember seeing that at all. I think I must have got that actually, but I didn't end up using it on the sector pods because because like you have to move a heavy into. Well, the, well yeah, but that's well, the thing because with yeah, that okay. you don't have to be able to see them. Is so it like squad site, so you can do it from anywhere? No, because it's just a ground targeted. You just set oh, yeah. like with normal rockets. You just set yeah. where you want the rocket to go. Okay. You didn't even yeah. have to see it. You just have to. 
yeah. know yeah, where yeah. they are. I guess I should have tried that. Yeah. But it, obviously, oh, well. that even doesn't kill them or anything. That just, that's just like initial damage. Which is, they have like two shots, don't they? Yeah, they like, have double move and all kinds of goddamn ridiculous shit. Nightmare. Okay. At least they didn't have... Or well, maybe they did, but uh, they didn't seem to have probes with them, which would have been much worse. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't actually take any heavies on my last mission. And uh, the first time I did it, I used Shredder rockets. Yeah. And they were, uh, you know, because that, that worked that was quite effective, you know, just making everyone damage yeah. them a lot. But the second, uh, say, the one, the time I was successful, I just didn't take any heavies. They were not that useful to me in the end compared to just... Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the heavies. Snipers, I just took more support dudes, you know, to keep everyone topped up and so I could heal the shivs, that kind of stuff. I mean, I hear that on the hard difficulties, the suppression thing is vital, Mm. supposedly. But I don't know. I had more luck, like, murdering everything as soon as I saw it. Well, my my non-hover shiv had suppression and I used that quite a bit. Mm. I took one hover and one regular because the regular ones have more health. Oh, do they? I hadn't tried the regular one at all. Yeah, the alloy the, uh, the alloy ships are the heaviest armoured and then the hover ones have slightly less, but they can fly. <laughs> yeah. The I mean, do, but they don't do the ho- do the hover ones have, I'm not sure the hover ones have suppression though. Uh, uh I, I didn't remember. get to use it. I don't remember using suppression on the hover one. I don't th- maybe it doesn't. Yeah, I should yeah, try the alloy ones if I was gonna do it again. I don't know. Yeah. Was that used, I was, to, used to say that you know that, that if you try and it t- said once that you can do the um the, the the alien the alien base, but you, if you take a team with entire entirely all shivs, the cutscenes kind of just don't look right because there's no one there. Yeah, I didn't the even realize. The ceiling. I didn't realize <laughs> you happens. could use more than one shiv, or you can replace your entire team with shivs. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's crazy. I don't know. I took all my guys because I thought, well, I can't remember why I was because because you don't have to worry about experience or anything, do you? Because no, it's yeah. the final freaking mission, so you might as well. Yeah, I'm sure I had. I can't remember why. Anyway, never mind. Um, but because the ethereals and stuff, I'd only just started seeing them because I'd only just taken out the outsider UFO because I'd been grinding before I um, triggered the event, yeah. triggered the hyperwave relay thing. Um, mm. So I never got to see an ethereal. You don't see an ethereal until then. No. Um, so I was like beefed up, and then I only had to see like two of them before the final mission and oh, i really? killed them oh. i killed them all on the first turn i saw them so I, they never i never got mind controlled at all until that last room yeah um and um it only it happened i managed uh, i heard that um you can just kill the uber ethereal the the boss and that will end the game but yeah. i actually ended up killing everything um I know, uh, and, yeah I, I just i did the shortcut <laughs> not yeah. realizing that that would actually just end it to be honest i didn't know yeah. that was how it works but yeah I mean, I did get one guy mind controlled, my heavy, but it, it it didn't get to the next turn where he would actually do anything. Yeah. So I just ignored him instead of shooting him. I just killed everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I never. Even if my dudes were, you know, mind controlled, I'd like throughout the throughout yeah. my grind session where you know I had every enemy like that could appear. Yeah. And it was a uh, yeah. Even during that, if if someone got mind controlled, I never I never tried to get them. You know, just shoot back. No. Bad idea. Just move everyone out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the tactic. But I didn't even move. I just like sh- knew I had enough to kill the ethereal that was uh, controlling him and everybody else. Managed to get them all. Um, so that went pretty well, considering. Although it is a bit of a weird room because they do you can move quite far into it before they trigger. Like you can get sort of set up, 
You see, yeah, yeah that, didn't, that didn't happen to me the first time I played it. That's where things went wrong, because I, as I said, said before, I, uh, I had a mind-controlled muton. Yeah. And I just charged him in, and that triggered everything. Oh, uh, right, So yeah. my guys were all, my, my team was all outside the room while everything yeah. triggered. And then, and I, was then a bit, I, was, I was really boned at that point. Yeah, that'll screw you up. Yeah, that's a shame, because I did that equivalent of that. I had a mind-controlled muton to attack the sector pods, but of course that just made them use their bombard thing and like <laughs> crap out of me my team further up which was annoying uh yeah yeah but went okay i i did try because my my plan was to like ghost in and like spot the the boss for my snipers but it didn't quite work uh, i did ghost in but then i ended up just it, it wasn't like it managed to move into a position where it, it was behind cover or something so i couldn't actually target it so I just killed everything else first and then took another turn about it, which meant one of my guys was mind-controlled, but uh, it worked out okay. Mm. Uh, and then uh, my, the coup de grace, my ghost guy, just came right up next to him with a shotgun, just uncloaked and just blew the crap out of him. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Wait, you have cloaks as well? The ghost armor gives you a cloak thing. That oh, you I've definitely use. ever used it. Uh, it's, it's all right. I mean, it, it's cool because it actually gives you more movement um uh you know more, yeah, more yeah. range as well which is kind of nice it's not as much armor but uh it's like uh, I, I eventually stopped using the the the, the jumpsuit yeah the archangel the i didn't bother with the archangel thing yeah i used um, it for a bit but then i thought well it's not actually as useful as just having more health <laughs> no it's not yeah because the titan armor is pretty good uh yeah I, I just ended up using that the entire time never yeah. i say never really tried never even tried the ghost armor i didn't well, I th- at first I put it on snipers because it has the grapple from the other armor as well. Yeah. So you can get up high, but I ended up uh, putting Titan armor back on the... Because ne- I'm never going to use them to ghost and scout ahead because they're snipers. So I just yeah, put maximum they're never, armor They're never in the there. way. So yeah, exactly. And then I tried putting it on a support person. That was my plan. Uh, and that sort of worked okay. You yeah, can that might, kind that of might get, make more sense because if you could get them to heal someone in trouble, I guess. But. Yeah, exactly. You can ghost up and heal people. Um, uh, but uh, you can get screwed up if you put them on assaults that have that re- re- reaction shot ability because they'll uncloak when they get that uh, oh, shit. free yeah. reaction shot thing, which is kind of annoying. But uh, that's why I put it on the support person. Uh, it works out okay. I didn't use it that much. I imagine it's more useful on higher difficulties or something. Um, because it, it's a bit probably a bit overkill. Well, I, I bet most people don't use my my two sniper tactic. I think that is a bit weird because you do have to be super patient because especially when you're moving through an area because a lot of the time is spent like very carefully moving through an area where there, it turns out there was no enemies at all, mm. but you had no idea, so you had to like carefully move up. And if you're using snipers because they can't fire after they've moved, it's like even slower. Because you end up overwatching yeah, spend, half yeah, your team, you end up yeah. spending a few turns to like just making them catch up. Yeah, basically. So, uh, yeah, uh, that, that was quite. It's quite tense, but there was a, there's a lot of gameplay where you're just sort of moving through an area with no enemies, and you don't know that. But that's all right. Like sometimes that's actually okay because you're like, all right, cool, no one here, sweet, moving on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool though. It's a good game. I'm yeah. Very well judged. I don't know what else you could do with it. I, th- I presume they're making a sequel because it was a success. But I don't know what 
spell do? Random stuff. Will it be yeah, Terra yeah. from do, the Deep? Put, 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 put more procedural stuff in. Or... Yeah, that's true. I was starting to get sick of the levels towards the end because uh, there was a couple that were coming up quite it's, a bit. So, especially the ships. It's just the ships that I had bigger beef with, I think, more than anything Yeah. Else. Well, they're the most awkward areas to fight in anyway, generally. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, XCOM. Uh, and I didn't really play anything else. I was playing a little bit of uh, Magic after your stream yesterday. Oh, uh, yes. I had a quick go at that. It's the same. Well, I, I streamed really that on Monday. I just forgot to post it to the oh, right, okay. like, for ages. I, uh, I'm not really a fan of this encounter business yet. No, uh, do you know, they, I th- they do get better, It seems if a I'm bit, honest. The first, first two are really sucky. They're terrible. They're really boring. Yeah. Uh, they, do, they do get a bit more interesting. Okay. But, but what I've found, and you know, if if you watch to the stream, that deck I was using is Which really pretty. Um, it's the soldier deck. I can't remember right. what its, at, the what white its actual name. The is. white yeah. one. Um, I got yeah. beaten by that the first time I saw it. Yeah, was that was. Me. It's it's kind of a tough deck actually. It's quite quite versatile. Well, white weenies are kind of one of the classic decks, aren't they? Yeah. From the beginning of Magic, and they've they've kept them good. Yeah, and they've got a couple of Keldon Warlord equivalents in there. Yeah, I saw those. Those are the big ones. Those are crazy. That's weird. This is like, that's a great example of the power creep in Magic that's been happening, is those ones are really cheap to cast. But I also find it strange how that ability has moved all over the color pie, because it was in red, which where it didn't fit. Uh, but then they moved it to green, which makes sense, right? And now it's. Well, it sort of worked in red because you, like, you know, goblin decks were a thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess it came from there. But green, it makes sense as a green ability. It seems weird to put it in white. But it's kind of everywhere now. There's like an equivalent yeah. in most colors now. Yeah, but you're right. It is I'm not sure three, there's a blue one. Three is ridiculously cheap. Like, I've got some of those in my real my real deck, the green ones that are three to cast. Yeah, they're just... Yeah, they're, they're just ridiculous. I don't think you can blend our old decks with the new stuff because it's just the, the creep is all over the place. Yeah, it doesn't Things really have just got more powerful, like... You know, I found myself removing cards from the white deck that were like three to cast for a two-one, but it had like first strike and vigilance, which would have made sense, I think, in the old way of yeah. thinking about costs. But in the new way of costs, I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, that's quite expensive." Yeah, <laughs> I'm just taking them out of my deck. And it's... Yeah, I need to try the deck editor thing because I'm definitely having because I, 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 I found what was confusing me about the unlock system. Oh yeah, how does it um, work? I may have mentioned that. Last week, last time, actually, I'm not sure. Oh, I mentioned it. I, may, I think I may have mentioned it on my stream. Um, the so I thought that the, the the system was glitched on my Xbox copy of 2012, but no, what it actually does is it just puts any card that you unlock and just puts it in the deck straight away. Okay. So when I went to the deck manager and I saw I had no unlocked cards, yeah, I was yeah. really confused. And it's like yeah. no, it's because it's just already put them in the deck, and I have. And that to makes your to... deck like sixty-five cards or something, or like you can make them. Yeah. There's like thirty or forty cards per deck you can unlock in 2013. Yeah. So then, um, if you don't touch the deck editor, you've got like an eight. You've got a fatter deck. deck yeah. yeah. So you need to you need to trim it. Also does it discover... put more land in? Like yeah, it will. It oh, automatically, okay. I think, does makes it automatically makes sure there's a fifty-fifty split between. Cards and land, or like a third, two thirds split. Or something. Yeah, something like that. It's all automatic, but you 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 have no control of that. You that's the you can't change the the land to card ratio manually. Oh, you can't. Okay, I don't think you can even really toy with lands in general. There are a few special lands in there, but I've never 
toyed with a deck that has special lands. Yeah. Um, that is annoying in the encounters because you they're, they're the same every time, so they can't get mana screwed, can they? Or flood no. up, and you can. <laughs> you have to just wait for a, like in some of them, you just have to wait for a lucky hand. And yeah, uh, yeah I got in the stream is a good example of that because I made a couple of dumb decisions or did the, had a plan and then didn't didn't act on it. Right, didn't execute. <laughs> like just yeah. like, oh fuck, I did that wrong, um, and then got lucky with my next card or something. It's like oh, that's just won the battle. <laughs> that's handy. Nice. There was one in particular, that one of the encounters I was doing, where it's like, oh, I'm really fucked now. And then the next card, like, just helped me turn it around completely. Gotta love magic. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know, it feels like it's more luck-based perhaps than it ever was, but it always was pretty luck-based. Yeah, pretty much. The nature I mean, of card games. Especially if you're trying to match all these different decks together. It's mm. always hard. I don't know. It's magic. It's the way it is. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I lost, uh, and then I won, and I don't think I was playing any better when I was winning. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the new the new decks they've added to 2013 seem really interesting. Like there's one deck you get like halfway through the game, which is entirely about life gain. Weird. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a weird deck to fight against. It's on the stream. Um, okay. That I did playing against that deck. It's. Caught me by surprise. It's also dumb because they do that thing in Magic where they like introduce the Planeswalkers and they try and describe what their preferences are. Because like one, this life gain deck, it describes the guy as, oh, he prefers to use buff spells that help others, not necessarily, but not often himself, which made him sound like the ultimate companion, perhaps, for a two-headed giant match. And it's like, okay. no, that's bullshit. Everything he does gains him life. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, that's... Yeah. That's kind of crappy. Life gain has always been shit, like compared to damage dealing, just by its very. Just by. Well, this was the thing, yeah. He, that, I think that was one other game where I sort of turned it around at the last minute because everything I, could, I was doing, he was just cancelling out by just gaining the life back and he, while he was whittling me down slowly. Yeah. So, you know, eventually I came to the point where I could deal more damage than he could gain. Yeah. It's, and then, then, then the tide turned. Yeah, it was weird. It was, I don't know. I, I quite like the variety of the decks that they've provided. They're quite, yeah, they're quite, it's, cool. it's quite it's quite nice. I'll get more into it and I'll let you know how I'm doing. Yeah, that was the entirety of what I've played of that game. By the way, the one the stuff on the stream. So they they got kind of lazy with the campaign progression, like because they, they they did they tried to do this thing where you move between the planes or something as you progress from the uh, yeah. campaign. Some of that menu graphics like, is really weird and dodgy. Well, yeah, some, some, well, the menu, some of the, and as we mentioned before, a lot of the interface isn't really designed for mouse and keyboard, so it doesn't no. work that great. And it's but like um, some of the kind of weird landscapes, like polygonal landscapes that are going on behind. Well, yeah, so like there are, it's in places place. kind of like you think, well, they went to a lot of effort on that one. And it's like, and in others, it's like, oh, that's a really shoddy texture. <laughs> that looks super jank, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird, but then they they like as I say, you, you know, in the second part of the campaign, you go to Ravnica, and then in the oh, third cool. part, you go to somewhere else, and then in the fourth part, you're back in Ravnica. What <laughs> 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 fuck? Awesome. That's just because the cards they had, right? Did I thought have... it was gonna, yeah, I thought it was going to be like six different planes or something, you know, for the six right. different chapters of the camp or three to five different chapters of the campaign that there are, like something like that. But it's like no, they just reused <laughs> one of them. Ravnica's a pretty cool. Uh, Magic world. I don't know. The city world. Yeah, the city world's cool. That's the kind of Japanese-y one. 
Um, well, it doesn't really look like it. It's kind of like it's all just sort of orange, sort of gothic-y looking buildings in there. Yeah. Polygonal representation, but... Yeah, just trying to think. But, uh, I think I just know Ravnica because we happened, me and Barlow happened to get back into Magic just when Ravnica was out and then we mm. stopped again. So we have like a bunch of Ravnica cards um, mm. and I've got a Ravnica um, Bird of Paradise, which I just randomly got in a pack. Um, yeah, anyway. I don't know what the latest uh, stuff is because they seem to be promoting the um, editions more than the crazy yeah, I hear oh, more about the. Uh, speaking of that, actually, there is. Um, if you go, if you haven't already, go to the promotions part of the game. Right, it did say something about getting a free pack or something. Yeah, you get a load of unlocked cards. Okay. Oh yeah, ignore that one. That one because right. that's expired. That that finished. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a load of stuff that you can just sort of say, oh, for you for those of, that didn't go to packs, here's your code. Oh, cool. And it's like, and then it, you just, but it just lists them all in the game, and then forces you to type in that code. Okay. And but then you get some unlocked cards for your deck. Okay, I'll look for that part. For all the decks. Some of them are shiny. <laughs> Virtual shiny cards. Pointlessly shiny, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right, that's what I've been playing. What about you, Rob? That, uh, I guess, a bit. Yeah, this could this could lead to an interesting conversation. Well, you know, I I haven't been playing much more infamous because as I mentioned last time, I left my controller somewhere. Yep. In edit, and I only just got it back, so I've only played a tiny amount of that. Um, so nothing really to say there. Still goofy. Um, the majority of my time has been on Bioshock Infinite, as previously. Ah, uh, excelente. So yeah, I'm about 14 hours into that. Holy um, shit! You must be near the end. Yeah, I think I am. I think I am. Um, uh, scene with the uh, tornado. Uh, a big tear with a tornado. Yeah, I guess. So I okay, remember. that was the last thing I did. So okay, um, rescuing Elizabeth again, I guess. Again, <laughs> that, that, right. ha- that happens a lot. Yeah. Are you? Is that you, before Comstock House or no? Uh, I think that's after. Oh right. Okay. okay. Or you know, sort of part of it, I suppose. Yeah. After where it gets all creepy. Um, right. Where there, where you have to hide from those. Weird bellhead, Weird, yeah, bellhead dudes. Yeah, yeah, you are quite near the end, I guess. And I'm okay. Let's let's talk what I like about it. Okay, because there are many many things to like about this game, and, and I know what my normal review style is: is to go real real negative and be all yeah, bitchy about it. But there's a lot the to and... there's a lot to love here. Yeah, like you know, I see what you mean about the visual fidelity. It's phenomenal in it... places. The artwork, yeah, it's just really well it's done. It's a really lovely-looking thing. You know, there are some effects that they haven't ported to PC so well, like the light rays and things like that. But it, it you know, you, but they've they've put more effort into this port than the previous two Bioshocks by a long way. Like the texture detail can go super high, the um the 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 quality of the shadows can go real high, and it's a it's a yeah, it's a it's a real looker. I, I love the design. I love the art direction. The lighting, oh, yeah, yeah, the lighting especially is super vibrant and brilliant, and I love all the. I just like the idea of the settings and stuff like you know, even when you first end up in Columbia, you're in that that water filled temple place with candles everywhere, and it's, yeah, it's it's just 
it's it's great, you know, really great. It's like I'm, I'm trying to think of the last time I was like totally blown away like that by just the the direction, yeah, of how they do stuff like that. And the same can be said of the narrative, actually. To in my opinion, it's like up to where I've got, I've just thought it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm just totally in love with the characters and how it goes. You know, maybe not so much Booker, but Elizabeth is just a, such a brilliantly written. Yeah, and totally believable character. It's uh, I have some problems with like the you know mechanics of the world. You know, some of which are obvious, like Vigors, and yeah, we have that. Everyone has that trouble where it's like they don't make, unlike in Bioshock, the one they don't actually have a reason. Yeah, and and there's quite a few moments where they try to pace the game by make having a lull, but then you're still walking through a crowd of people carrying a giant fucking gun. Yeah, and no one seems to really care. It's uh, I don't know. I, I found some elements like that somewhat jarring, and it's um, it's like, and a lot of that there is a lot of interesting stuff in the narrative, but then there's a lot of interesting stuff in the narrative that they also mysteriously push to the side periodically. Mm. Like, oh, this just happened. Okay, th- th- we're done with that now. Moving on. And you're like, but but that was really interesting. Well, where were you going with that? And it's like, well, we're not going anywhere with that. It's like, oh, okay. Uh-huh, <laughs> it's, but they might be. That's the thing. It's, it's the, that's the weird thing. It's always like, it's probably true of the other Bioshocks. But it's like, all this stuff means shit. And then you don't know what it means until later. And you yeah. have to think about it. It's interesting that they're not, not afraid to use some language in places, if you know what I mean. Like, because they're trying to play, you know, the racist card is played, isn't it? And it's yeah, yeah. The, uh, Quite heavily, yeah. Yeah, and they're not—they're not afraid of writing into the script the use of racist language, yeah. which but using it in the in the context correctly. You know, it's yeah, not yeah. like which I think is like a, an interesting like step forward for the medium. If you know what I mean, it, I don't—I'm not sure I can remember really many, if any, really good uses of that that you know actually help build the world. Yeah, no, I don't think that's been done before. I don't—I can't imagine anyone doing it well before this. No, I'm struggling right now to think of a good example. So maybe this is a <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it might have played into some of La Noire's story at some point. I get the feeling that's but, true. That's true. Um, yeah. But yeah, just all of that. I'm just completely and utterly. I'm a little bit. You know, some of the character uh, models in places look a little shonky still. Like you know, the people, the NPCs. Yeah, essentially, just general people in the world look a bit funny at times, and and their faces are repeated very often. Yeah, frequently, real frequently. Um, yeah, especially when there's lots of people about. It's like there's several of you in view here. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. It makes it feel a bit unreal, doesn't it? In place, not that I mean, obviously, it's not a realistic look. It's not a you know far. Um, no, there's a lot of shit about Colombia that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, for, where are they getting their water from that they can just make a giant waterfall in the sky? And and they just kind of explain it with a lot of weird little engine room, which is like pumping water. or something. Yeah, where's it coming from? <laughs> Real dumb. Um, but, and I, the other thing that just, probably the biggest thing out of all of that for me is the sound design. The sound design is incredible. Yeah. What do you think of the sort of combat music and stings and stuff? I think it's really good. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't actually. Surprisingly, doesn't get annoying. No, because and, I, and I thought same. it would when I first heard it. It's 
But that's the thing. There isn't much incidental music in the game other than you don't really... They don't play much music that's not in the world. Mm, so so yeah. when you are in combat and this music starts, it's kind of nice because it is punching punching into that atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. It kind of heightens everything. And it's got that, that sting when everyone's dead, which is kind of cool. And it's a... Yeah, the... Yeah. And it's a... Yeah, it's, it's suitably messy as well, that, you know, like the fighting, I guess. Yeah. Um, but there are just some segments there. Like anything to do with Songbird sounds fantastic. Yeah, anything yeah. to do with um, the sort of the bigger enemies sounds the really Handy great. Man and stuff, um, yeah. Uh, all I will say is Lady Comstock. In terms of the sound design, that that's that area is fantastic for sound. That was however, crazy. However, this leads me to my problem. Did you accidentally find that before you were meant to? I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Well, that area is just open, has. isn't it? You just yeah. go there, and I looted it, and that made... That came... That causes me to have one of possibly my biggest problems with the game, is that I'm not sure I actually enjoy the gameplay. Right. The the combat, or just the... It just... Well, yeah, I guess no, that is most explore, the Yeah, exploring the world is fine, because, you know, that's it's Bioshocky. You're just <laughs> looking at everything, looting everything. I don't um, know. There is a lot of looting for not much purpose sometimes. Uh, yeah. Like, like, there's so much potential for looting. There's fruit everywhere. And you everywhere. end up with just money, uh, which is great, but then you end up... Well, I, I ended up, like, I've already got the Vigors that I like to use or whatever. Like, I could buy them all. We don't have to spend money on the Vigors. You no. find them all. Yeah, yeah, but I mean the like vigor upgrades and stuff. I yeah, think sure. you have to get those from the uh, yeah. You have, you have things, to buy right? them this time. There's like no. Yeah. Um, I don't think you had to buy all of them in Bioshock. I think you could find some of the upgrades. Because you kind of need to games, buy the upgrades but... to make them worthwhile towards yeah. it. Obviously, you see, I think this is where I've kind of gone wrong, and I think this is where some of the games. I, I think I, it heightens a lot of the game's flaws. Is that I'm playing in hard mode. Right. Okay. The reason being is that with my experience with the last two Bioshocks game was that normal was way too easy. Right, normal so was I, a bit easy for me. So for I sure. stepped it up to hard to play Bioshock Two, which was a challenge. Yeah, but it never felt completely unfair. Yeah, um, I think this feels at times completely and utterly impenetrably fucking hard. Right. Okay. Like, all right, Lady Comstock, a big fucking moment. I yeah. ran out of all resources trying yeah. to do that fight. There was that nothing. There was no ammo. There was no salts and a never ending barrage of people stopping me from getting to the thing I'm supposed to be damaging. Yeah. It's like, that is shit. Sorry. Yeah. That is just, that is, that is a fundamental crapness in design. Yeah. Um, right. And that, Hold on, just making sure our audacity is not having a fuck up. <laughs> it seems to have. It's probably just allocating more space. Okay. Although it does say in a little note on the thing, it's like, don't worry, your disc has space for another 460 hours. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. I don't think we're going to be here that long, though. Hang on. No, it's not come back yet. Like, it's the hard drive suddenly started working hard. All right, there we go. Oh, it was it was still recording. It was just just having a moment where it wasn't updating the interface. I can probably cut that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anywho. <laughs> I um, can't remember the last time you said that and actually cut something out. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut that out. <laughs> the last time you started with the word live, and then you were like, we'll cut I'll that cut out. that out. Like, well, then it wouldn't have made sense because we've already no. covered the intro and us talking about it. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that, I, that I found is, that, that section, sucky. that section, that, you know, that took me out of the game and put me in a big hate mode like I mean you have to do that boss three fucking times and the first time you do it is the worst Mm. and the hardest and it's like which leads me on to like some of the other problems I think the combat areas not necessarily the combat mechanics but just the areas in which you fight don't seem well designed for fighting well, some of them are better than others. The ones with the high lines and stuff, the skylines and stuff. Yeah, the big, the big skyline fights are all right. They're actually really yeah, quite cool. interesting. The skylines yeah, cool. work a lot better than I anticipated. Yeah, they do um, well. Which, yeah, it's like, it's like having a handyman fight without the skylines, which is, I think is the first time you fight the handyman. Yeah. It's, it's really shit. Yeah, it's really, it's really... <laughs> Whereas real as, soon as, you, yeah, as soon as you get the handyman fights with skylines, they're a lot more fun and a lot fairer. And they're fun because uh, he he has that ability to like zap the skyline. Yeah, which, which makes you go, cool. "Oh shit, I've got to jump off!" But the handyman's yeah. way too fast. He's way he'll kill you yeah. in two he two really hits yeah. in hard mode, and his 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 attacks are sort of area of effect. So if you're running away, chances yeah. are you're still going to get hit. And it's freaking impossible to hit his goddamn chest area thing that you're supposed yeah. to when he's moving around. Like I can't crazy. believe there's an achievement for like killing one of those with only heart shots. Yeah. It's like that's how the spell the hell are you supposed to hit that? That's insane. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm not sure I don't not sure I enjoy the handyman. They're not as cool as like the bi- you know, the big daddy fights weren't exactly no. massively enjoyable part of Bioshock, but they were I felt like I had a consistent tactic that worked. And I'm not sure I can come up with one for the handyman. It's Yeah. Like, well, apart from running away on skylines. <laughs> well that that's it pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, so I'm I'm not sure the areas. You know, there's a lot of areas where it's like they're very nice areas, they're very believable areas, but the amount of cover they actually offer you from a swarm of people mm. is way too little. And I found like the the AI, I'm not the AI just feels cheating. No, they just kind but, of run towards you, don't they? Pretty much. Yeah, they kind of. Well, it's not that they're, they're not that clever. It's because they seem to know exactly where you are at all times. Right. Yeah. Like do, so, yeah. you'll get the flat cannon guys that are firing grenades at you, and. Like they'll they'll be firing. You'll, you'll take a little rat run to try and get out of there. I guess you can come up from a different angle and perhaps surprise a few of them out of cover. And it's like no, they've all adjusted by the time you've made it to that to that location. And the guy will already be firing grenades before you've turned the fucking corner. Mm. It's like ugh, that's not fun because I can't outsmart people. I have to just brute force my way through them. And it's yeah, I have to admit that does. Yeah, I can see how putting it on hard mode would really bring out the kind of poor stuff about the combat, which is yeah. otherwise fairly like inoffensive. Like it, it's slick enough. So it's, just, it's it's never going to be a Halo, or and it, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's better. It's better than previous Bioshocks. The, well, the pace of the combat means that you can't. Uh, you know, because you can't. Uh, you had more health in Bioshock because because yeah. they, they've added the shield in this. Yeah. Um, you, you could sap more damage a little bit, I think, in Bioshock, or you had ways, or you had that you you know you carried health kits, didn't you? And things so you could just top yeah. it up if you were having a real bad section, yeah. Um, which was great. In this, you can't do that; you just die, and then you get respawned, and you lose a ton of money. 
and then everyone gets their health back, which again is a real shitter in the boss fights and half of the reason why I found I ran, ran out of stuff because I died once. Yeah. If you died once, they get they would reset to at least half health. Right. And then And then there'd be nothing left to kill them with. And you're like yeah. So I, I I was restarting checkpoints at that point. And the checkpointing is terrible. Mm-hmm. Really too infrequent. And if that the Lady Comstock stuff, if you check if you wanted to reload a checkpoint to have another stab like from fresh, because it's the only fucking way to do it, you then have to go through like traverse that area again and then sp- go through the cutscene again because it wouldn't just checkpoint at the start of the fight conveniently mm. it's like ugh ugh it's yeah. annoying just put a fucking quick save in or at least let me disable the weird respawn thing you know because it's, it's basically just forcing vita chambers on to- onto you on top of you yeah where you are yeah yeah well, it would move you out of the way. You wouldn't get respawned yeah. exactly where you died, but yeah. But you didn't have to. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really annoying, and it's kind of like I, I'm desperately trying to like the combat because there is a lot to like. You know, yeah, the vigors are fine. You know, the murder of crows is fun, and creating giant traps. I kind, used the, kind that of was my main cool. one was the murder of crows with the upgrade, and also the electric one. Trap of traps. Yeah, electric yeah. ones because it's cheap. Yeah, it's super cheap. You can use it a lot, which is nice. Like I tried using the um, uh, is it undertow the one that you can use to push yeah. people away. I hear that's good when uh, later on when there's lots of people on those barges because you just pull them. Straight yeah, out. I'm kind of dreading that last section because like, from what I've heard about it, because it sounds like in hard mode it's a real bitch. Yeah. Like so, yeah, yeah. that might be the. So there's a lot to like thus far, but there's a lot to a lot I don't get on with as well, which is. Makes me wonder about just why some of the review scores are so high. Somewhat, I'm not sure yeah. I can I can justify a lot of them. Well, they're just kind of bowled over by the story and the the, the art, aren't they? And yeah. they probably were playing it on normal. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I think the hardest probably is the way to play because oh, that's the seriously. thing. I want you kind of want something in the middle. Mm. From what it sounds like, the jump from normal to hard... Well, the jump from normal to hard was pretty harsh in, in the first two Bioshocks. Yeah. Um, but then there's like that 1999 mode on top of hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, which just sounds masochistic. Yeah, dumb. Crazy dumb mode. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you, know, I've, you know, I'm glad I picked it up. It is, it is so... That, I'd be hard. I'd be surprised if it didn't turn up in our award thing in some capacity. I expect it will in some in some form. Yeah, but I'm play sorry. it in normal and just you know. Yeah, fuck, I would recommend playing it normal. Yeah. It's like just, just don't go into it expecting it to play the best, but go into it for the world. Would be my advice. And next time we'll get to hear your opinions on the typical Bioshock and the crazy ending. ending. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll have to make a decision as whether we want to go into spoiler territory on that one. I guess we could do. Because uh, yeah, I wonder how hard it would be, how easy it would be to talk about without. Well, you know, having not seen it, I don't know how easy it would be to talk about anything. Like, <laughs> well, let's just see. We probably don't have to worry about spoiling it for Zach. He's not going to care. No. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. So yeah, he hasn't played Mass Effect Three yet. God damn it. No. Do you do you even want to? I think he does. 
Maybe. Maybe. Is it because it's on Origin? Yes. <laughs> no, don't care about that. It's just, but it's not like I'd have to install Origin just for it. Well, no, but it's, is it is it still a ripoff on Origin? Well, I already own it. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. Previously. It just hasn't played oh, it. I forgot that. I had forgotten. And I wouldn't what? have bought it on Origin even if I didn't, because you don't buy it on Origin, obviously. <laughs> Get a disc. How- how can you spend a whole week playing little bits of nothing when you had like Mass Effect 3 sitting there ready to play? I don't want to play something that's big. That's why I only played a little bit of Dark Souls. Right, You're right. in a non-committal mood. Yeah. I know what I'm going to play next. I was going to get Forza Horizon, but then it's actually out of stock. Oh, is it? On Amazon, so huh. yeah. I don't know. It did drop price to where I was willing to pay, like 20 quid. But mm. now is now I can't actually buy it. Anyway, never mind. Probably another retailer you can get it from. We can go eBay. eBay's a good option for that stuff. Yeah, probably eBay. I'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Use got... game market though, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Screw them in their money. Cool. So Bioshock, indeed. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I, I didn't go back to Dyad. I don't know why. that Because, you know, from what I really enjoyed at the start of that, I just haven't found myself wanting to go back to it for, for some reason mm. which is weird I kind of want to but when as soon as it comes as soon as it comes to it it's like no I'll do something else I'll play Bioshock or something <laughs> yeah I don't know why um, I don't know if I mentioned it last time but I finished Devil May Cry on um, Son of Sparta difficulty and had uh-huh. a quick had a quick blast on heaven or hell mode which is really dumb <laughs> because it's like you know that's the mode where you die in one hit but everything else dies in one hit well and as it turns out that includes bosses so you it's don't really crazy. have to do boss fights because they just die you just punch them <laughs> once and they die no but you just don't even punch them just shoot them with a gun awesome <laughs> it's really silly but quite entertaining uh, yeah, so I might, I might, I might go through that again in that mode because it is just you can just blitz through the areas really quickly. I was, I was, I played the first two levels and it was just skipping story at that point because it's like there was more story than game <laughs> in that mode. But that's kind of fun. And I'm not sure I like the sound of because you also get hell and hell after that, which is um, everything takes normal damage, but you die in one hit. So that's a, that sounds like a challenge. That really sounds impossible, to be honest. I think it's, it is doable because you can, as long as you see stuff coming, which is part of the problem, um, it's, it's, it's almost all avoidable. Right. You can block almost everything. Yeah, or there'll be a way so you, that you can move out of the range of it. Or, okay. Um, but you have you you <laughs> the level of discipline I think it's going to involve to not just you know mash like you, it's so tempting in that game to just keep attacking something when it's down and it's like and if you just do that for just too long they have a window to get an attack in and it's like ah or you know some of the some of the enemies with their counter abilities I'm a bit worried about like the dream dream runners in that game mm-hmm. can if you attack too long or you time something wrong will have a counter attack and your window for being able to get out of that is tiny. So I reckon that bit, even in Heaven and Hell, might fuck me up mm. um, if I don't get the first attack in. Uh, so yeah, that's still cool. I'm not sure I really I've played much else than that. Um, well, that's yeah, quite a bit of Bioshock in there. Yeah. yeah, it just it just drew me in. 
Yeah, that, completely. It's good to get it done in a big, you know, in one big experience kind of. Yeah, definitely. Way. I, I want to finish it off in the, hopefully in the next day or so. But. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's me. That's me. Well, that's it then. How are we doing on time? Since oh, we're, we are we're, we're, we're running long, so. We're running on. Okay, that might be the end then. Yeah. Cool. Okay, thanks for joining us uh, on the Saladcast um, uh, for our first remote cast for a while. Um, catch you next time, hopefully in person, uh, with more stuff. No with Mass more... Effect 3. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Uh, no SimCity. Uh, oh, uh, one, one thing. No Forza Horizon. <laughs> uh, one, one thing I did see that I do want to plug that perhaps is something we should investigate at some point because it looks fucking mental. Is I, I watched um, on DJ Kipling's channel, Twitch channel, I watched him play Chivalry. Right. That game looks fucking mental. <laughs> okay. Well, stay tuned for more uh, crazy quick looks, probably including, sorry, what they called video things probably yeah. chivalry <laughs> well we don't have a copy of it so it's like so you know that might be a bit funny but it's imagine like it's 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 medieval themed red versus blue essentially like with melee focus cool like literal, literal literal sword fights with a fairly decent looking block system that if you could get the hang of would be really cool awesome. but of course okay. then it's like 32 on 32 people fight so everyone's backstabbing <laughs> each other whilst have, well, two people are having a real stylish fight and then the others just wade in and then chop their teammates head off <laughs> so that's, awesome. it's really funny well that's how it feels like it always should be in films like they always surround the one good guy and like stand in a circle instead of all like pulverizing him yeah they just fight one at a time that's the hilarious he... thing every time someone tries to do that in chivalry it looks like they just team kill each other <laughs> <laughs> awesome it's really funny uh, yeah, so go check that out. I, I suggest watching those videos. They're pretty funny. Cool. Check that out. And uh, yes, we'll catch you next time on the Sadcast. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Is that going to say bye? No. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs>